Welcome to Couch Buddies. I'm Kia. I'm Michelle. And today we're talking about uh, the movie Lucky Seven. This was a it was a, it was made for TV. Yes. And like we were discussing our our vague recollections. We think it was ABC Family, which was yeah something like that, which was what was freeform before it became freeform. It was ABC Family. I don't think it was Hallmark. I think it was before Hallmark I, was doing movies. Yeah. It was like a family movie thing that they used to yeah, do. Yeah, like I said, I'm, um, I'm like 99% certain it was like ABC Family. Yeah. It has it has that feeling. It yeah. definitely was not a release to theaters movie. No, no, no. Uh, it was made in 2003. Mm-hmm. It stars Kimberly Williams Paisley, Patrick Dempsey, Brad, and Brad Rowe. Mm-hmm. That's the big three in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has a six. It does not have a, a Rotten Tomatoes rating mm-hmm. because it was never critically released to be reviewed. Yeah, but it is a six point eight out of ten on IMDb, and Rotten Tomatoes actually gives it a seventy seven percent viewer right. rating, which is based on on people that basically people that like it log yeah. in and review it. So, and there's only two or three of those. Yeah. But. What What was the IMDb rating? Six point eight. That's a lot higher than I anticipated for this movie. I think movie. it's deserved. Yeah. I think oh, this is really fun. I absolutely agree. It just. Th- that never surprised me. Um, but the for those who haven't seen it, which, you know, I wouldn't be surprised because it's... It's not an easy one to find. You exactly. You actually buy it. It may be on Amazon Amazon to buy, I think. Yes. But... I, uh, I I had a copy of it mm-hmm. uh, in college. Because, like, I had it on DVD and then for, you know, it's just gotten lost or I, I sold it or something. And so I had to buy another copy. The summary from uh, from IMDb. Before Amy Meyer's mother died when Amy was seven, she planned out the little girl's life on a timeline, including the fact that Amy would marry her seventh boyfriend. When Amy falls in love with number six, she's thrown into a tailspin because all of her mother's advice had worked perfectly. Now she must decide whether to follow her mother's advice and wait for number seven or follow her own heart. Um, and this, this has so many kind of tropey things it's yeah unfortunately this movie isn't on tv tropes because i i looked as like i would have loved to have had to had the list but um you know i i see i see on the internet you know people do sort of like um like remixes of things for like for fix you know it'll like just for example just the first thing that pops into my head it'll be like somebody has a um you know, like a uh, a rum bell pairing of like Once Upon a Time, but they're giving it the Notting Hill remix. Yeah, I've you seen know. a lot of proposal remixes. Yes, that way too. yes, like, exactly, yeah. stuff like that. And um, it's like I would love more. Like after rewatching this today <laughs> with you, like I just kept thinking, I'm like, I want to see this. I want to see this remix with people, like people doing pairings. Um, yeah, it, it's. It's a really interesting movie. I, I, I really enjoy it. It's a lot more charming than I remembered it being. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, once again, it's Kimberly Williams Paisley, who I have loved since, and I think you're the same way, <laughs> yes. since uh, Father, Father of the, the Bride Part 1 with Steve Martin. And she's the, if you haven't seen that movie, it's it's hysterical. It's a great comedy. Yeah. But it she's his daughter getting yes. married. And, like, I'm also a huge fan of her husband. Yes. Um, I've met her husband one time. I was 16. <gasps> anyway, it was a whole thing. But I'm a huge fan of her and, and her husband, so I've, I've followed both of them because yeah. of that. But, yeah, she's... Her husband's Brad Paisley. Brad Paisley. For those who know, the country singer. Country for those superstar. Who don't know. Yeah. Uh, country superstar. No, country singer Brad Paisley. Uh, he's... <laughs> He he's very consistent. I wouldn't yeah. say he's never been, like, a Blake Shelton or a, mm-hmm. you know, a big, like jump out one. He's very steady, very I am a huge fan of country music, not I'm mm-hmm. going to I'm going to be really old for a second, not this new stuff. No. It's it's kind of been a trend since the 90s that it, country goes more pop. It 
It all started with Shania Twain. It did. It did. And and so country tends to lean more and more to be almost unrecognizable mm-hmm. difference. It, There's yeah. a few things like like a guitar needs to be in there, but that's it. It it started, yeah, it started with with Shania Twain in the 90s and then Taylor Swift with the final nail in the coffin. Yeah. Brad Paisley is from the old school and yes. I I really enjoy him and his wife is is just Seeing them together, mm-hmm. like, if you don't know, I'm just going to tell the story because I think it's really cute. How they got married, because mm-hmm. she was in Father of the Bride Part 1, and so she had this huge, big wedding yes. in that. So they, they invited everybody to come to the re- rehearsal, and they were going to have a big barbecue afterwards for the dinner. Mm-hmm. And I've seen video of it. She actually comes to the front of the church in her, in a blue jean, mm-hmm. like, overdress. Like, it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. And then she pulls it off in a white dress, and Brad goes, if it's okay with you guys, we're just going to get married right now. <laughs> And so they got married for their rehearsal. Yeah. Uh, and then they had, this is rehearsal dinner afterwards, they had a reception. Yeah. And I mean, it was, it's a really crazy reception mm-hmm. if you ever see the video. It's, it's, I think there was like an E.T. special a long time ago that did wow. like, well, see, I'll get to why I knew about it, but it did like, um, <laughs> uh, celebrities who had surprise weddings or, okay. or different weddings because David James Elliott from JAG was on it as well. Because he it. and his wife renewed their vows, mm-hmm. uh, and he he wore a kilt. It was a Scottish thing. That's that's why I think we recorded it. Okay, but Brad Paisley's wedding was on there too. Okay, we talked about that, and I was. It's just it was a really cute thing because yeah. Kimberly Williams was also on uh, the show according to Jim mm-hmm. with Jim Belushi. Jim Belushi played at their reception. Nice. Yeah. So I mean, they had he, he and Brad have done songs together. Yes. Now. Yeah, I, I knew that. It's all that kind of stuff. So so they have a very like they've got two kids. Mm-hmm. They named their first son Huckleberry. I mean, they are. Like, the, they own a farm. Mm-hmm. They are very, from what I gather, very down-to-earth people for an actress and a country singer. Mm-hmm. They're very down-to-earth, very cool people. But, yeah, but yeah I've seen her. I've watched her for years. So, mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure I saw this movie because of her. Right. Oh, and... You know, I I grew up loving the the Father of the Bride Part One and Part oh, Two. So good. I grew up I grew up loving those. Um, I did watch her on or I did watch According to Jim a little bit. It yeah. was just I didn't it watch was, it regularly. It was either. never my favorite, but I'd I'd watch it. You know, kind of like when it was on. She's the crazy or, aunt character, yes. which is just so much fun um, for me. It's like, but the thing, like my absolute favorite thing that she's ever done, she was in a NBC miniseries mm-hmm. called The Tenth Kingdom, mm-hmm. where. She plays she plays a a girl or well young woman who who ends up in the fairy tale world yeah like traveling via a magic mirror like um and like it's it's so good it's like six hours long yeah John Lasseter's her father John Larroquette John Larroquette not Lasseter oh man <laughs> my apologies like, John Larroquette's her dad and yeah, it's it's, so, it's so got good. yeah it's got everybody from like it's got Rutger Hauer. And Diane Weist and um, so like good. and Margaret is Cinderella. Um, Karen Mannheim is Snow White. Like it, it is so good. And it's it's just got this huge cast of people. Um, and it's it it's is a so great miniseries. It, it's, yeah. it's it's absolutely fabulous. And I I recently rewatched it not yeah. too long it's, ago. It's in the same vein. If you ever seen like Tin Man or Alice, yes, it's kind of a it's, pre- same, it's kind of a yeah. precursor to those. Yeah. Where, because it's... I just mean in the same vein. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a modern, absolutely. Kind of a modern retelling of a bunch of fairy tales yeah, in that well, particular one. Yeah, what it kind of did, was, because the whole premise of it is, you know, and it's something that that a character says to, says to Kimberly Williams Paisley's character, Virginia, mm-hmm. is, you know, happily ever after, or happily ever after didn't last forever. 
Yeah. And and so it's basically, you know, like, there's one kingdom where, you know, like, trolls have taken over and it's, you know, like, it's just all sorts of anarchy in places and things aren't good. Yeah. And, and you know, and it's, um, and it's just a whole thing of, like, what happens when Happily Ever After doesn't last that long. And and that was sort of a precursor to, you know, to getting, like, Sci-Fi's Alice, Alice which is a Amanda. very kind of, you know, they're both very, like, dystopian views of... You know of these classic yeah, stories. Tin Man is Tin Man is really steampunky. Yes, uh, t- I will say Tenth Kingdom is not. It's it's very, not. It's it's very fairy tale esque. It's just such a good retail modern retelling. Yes, of the, like retelling it with a modern audience. Yes, absolutely. Feel. It's so much and, fun, and it's it's like. There are, there are towns that are basically like, Snow White's kingdom is here, and this yeah. is the coffin that Snow White kissed the prince. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it has these, like, great tourist attraction moments yes. that are hilarious. There, there's a place yeah. called the Kissing Town, which it's a town that sprang up around the location where, like, Snow White's glass coffin was, and it's where the prince came to kiss her. Yeah, and, it's so great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's, but, like, it is so great, and she is so good in it. Mm-hmm. Um, for my money, she isn't good enough. She she really her doesn't. Comedic skills they're they're on they're on display in Lucky Seven too. Yes, they really she really is are so good at comedy and so good at flipping that switch yes. to drama. Oh, absolutely! Oh, and they, the, the the making up feature I actually mentioned that a little bit that mm-hmm. she is so good at that. Oh yeah, uh, that she, flipping. She's it's so really fun. really incredible, and and having her like opposite of Patrick Dempsey who you and I have waxed poetic about because we you know at this point we've already watched Sweet Home Alabama yeah and and we've talked about you know watching Enchanted at some point yeah and you know and he keeps he keeps kind of he he it's kind of like whack-a-mole he just kind of keeps popping up yeah, in his rom-coms he's, he's always so charming in them yes and and in this like having the two of them up against each other was so good because like something you know I've talked about, like he's just so disarmingly charming and it's just it's just so easy like and the two of them in this movie they have this like it's just a very easy relationship yeah and their rapport is just spot it's on stellar it's, yeah. it's absolutely perfect I love but it. the uh to kind of get into to the nuts and bolts of the movie it starts off you have you know is you have seven-year-old amy you know she's mm-hmm. she's painting uh, she's painting like a rainbow and a sun and, you know, just this, this very pretty, uh, you know, this very pretty picture and she, and, you know, she runs out and, you know, takes it, you know, takes it to her mom and, um, and we have her, you know, her mom's like, oh, this is, you know, this is lovely. What is it? And her mom, you know, she tells her mom it's heaven because, you know, that's how we you can learn. Tell. You, yeah, you know, her- almost immediately dad is cooking dinner. In the kitchen, and dad's it starts burning to burn. dinner. <laughs> it starts to burn, and when she comes out there to show her mom her picture, she's like, "Dad's burning dinner again." And, and mom like, very tiredly opens her eyes and says, "He'll, he'll learn. learn." Yeah, and so and it's, it's like from that moment, you you see immediately where this is going. Where it's, and yeah, what's, yeah, and, what's about to come? Yeah, and so you know, she she gives her the trolley or she gives her the painting, and then you know, just very very plaintively in a way that only only a child can ask says, "What'll I do without you?" And, and it's at that point that her mom, you know, her mom takes the drawing and like, you know, flips it over on the back to, to the blank side of the page and tells her, well, I'll make you some guidelines. So if you ever don't know what to do and daddy doesn't know what to do, I'll still be there to hold your hand. And from that point, she, she starts drawing this, this timeline for sort of like milestone events in Mm -hmm. Amy's life that she should experience. Yeah. And it starts off, you know, like 
starting now at age seven, you know, all you should do, like, you you should read as much as you can and you should play. Yeah. And, you know, and then when you're nine, you know, make, yeah, make, make sure daddy lets you go to sleepaway camp. And then when you're in junior high, run for class office. You know, when you, uh, when you're 16 and when you're in high school, that's when you should have your first boyfriend. And, and she says, and should I marry him? She goes, no, not him. And then, you know, from there, go on, get, get a college education. And then there you should have, what is it like boyfriends two Two and three, Yeah, have boyfriends two and three, you know, after that, after, like, after you graduate college, go to Europe. And they have a conversation of should she be a doctor or a lawyer, lawyer. <laughs> and she's yeah. like ooh blood gross okay then you should, you should be, a, be lawyer, a lawyer kind of thing is that okay with you everything the mom writes down she does kind of turn and get yes. the daughter's approval on yes. and, and that um, kind of thing so yeah you should go to Europe for, for a time yeah, you have should number, go boyfriend number, number four. four and then after uh, you know, and then after that you know go go to law school and have um, and have you know a number six or no, I'm sorry number five should be like Your a long term long-term relationship, and um, you know and then she starts to write down something about you know about boyfriend number six and you can tell like the mom is starting to get tired and you know she she's wearing out a little bit and you know and Amy Amy says you know okay well you know like I'll have this number five and then I'll marry number six so you can rest. Number seven. No, no. She says, she says oh, yeah. first, like I'll marry number six. And then her mom's like, no, we'll, you know, and she finishes it with number seven, you know, and what, and Amy asks, you know, well, what'll be, what'll be different about him? How will I know? Yeah. How will I know? And her mom tells her with number seven, you'll see fireworks. Mm-hmm. And, and about that time, you know, her dad walks outside. Such a good scene. Yeah. And about that time, her dad walks outside and, and he takes, he takes her mom's hand and, and mom says, you know, and Amy, his hands will fit. Yeah. It's a and, great and it's, it's adorable and it's so good. And then from there we have, you know, dad breaking the sad news that, that mom, mom died has, that mom has died. Yeah. And it breaks my heart. Like this, this little tiny moment mm-hmm. of. Of on the timeline, like on either end of the page, the mom had traced had traced her own hand on one side of on one end of the page, and then she had traced Amy's hand on the other, and and so you know, Dad comes in and wakes Amy up to tell her that Mom is gone, and the timeline is 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 sitting on on her bedside table, and and Dad kind of hugs her, and over Dad's shoulder, she just reaches out and puts her hand in in the, in the tracing of of her mom's hand and like it breaks my heart every It's a beautiful shot cuz then it fades oh, yeah. into her hand on her kind of hope like hope chest box. Yeah. It's a small box, but it's where she's kept her memorabilia. Yeah. And that's where we pick up with her. It's, with adult it's Amy. 20 yeah. years later. Yes. She's getting out of her number five relationship. Yes. She's very angry about it. Clearly he cheated on her that comes yes. up pretty quickly. Yeah, and she like um, in in this box she has it, it, essentially, it's her timeline box yeah. because the only stuff in here it's it's her T-shirt from Sleepaway Camp, it's her Amy for pres Amy for President button, uh, it's her um, her corsage from prom. yeah her corsage from prom. She's got um, she's got a teddy bear with one boyfriend's name on it. She's got a beret with another boyfriend's Pierre. name. Yeah, Pierre. That's the, that's of course, the boyfriend. That's the Europe boyfriend. It's shorthand. <laughs> It's too um, funny not to. And, oh, absolutely. That part's a um, you know, and she has like everything in here is labeled, you know, boyfriends one through, you know, one through four, and she's taking off. She's taking off like oh, a char- she like rips a charm. That charm bracelet. Yeah, off, she man. takes off a charm bracelet and then puts, you know, 
uh, this boyfriend, Leo, like, puts his name on it and then, like, puts it in the box and closes it and... So that gets us up to date on yes, her. Like up, it, up it's, to date, yeah. It's a great method for, like, bringing us up to date yeah, or showing yeah. us, okay, this time has passed. You know, it doesn't actually say 20 years until later. We only get we get that when she's talking to her dad later. Right. But but you know, okay, she has gone to school. She has done this. She has her law degree in there. Mm-hmm. So she's done all of the things that she and her mom said she should do. Mm-hmm. And now she's scribbling out number five because she's <laughs> yes. so mad at Leo. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, so that, that part is, like, I think it's just such a great mechanism to, to bring yeah. us up to speed. It's so it's, much fun. It's, like, it's it's brilliant. Like, I loved it. It was, oh, it was yeah. just such a fun... And, and movies do that. A lot of movies do that. But this one was done really cleverly. It was, and in it was such very a deftly succinct, done, yeah. Well, it made it succinct. We didn't yeah. have to wait to see her go to work to see that she's a lawyer. We didn't have to wait. Right. We got to like, see as and, done. And we didn't have to have a montage of, of all the intervening years and, you know, yeah. all that. Like, of, we didn't have to have a montage of all these things. It's just very... Very succinct. Very, yeah. And you know, then we, we have... Uh, you know, she has dinner or she she's meeting her dad she's having dinner with her dad yeah it's after it's, leo broke and and dad's yeah. kind of consoling her by going thank goodness he's gone yeah <laughs> kind of kind of number but, like, like i did i did love the like well you know like my my experience with or my my relationship with leo it was you know it was an integral part of you know of, of growth or i can't remember how she phrases it but then you know she's like it helps me learn like what i'm looking for in a man it's like amy he cheated on you and now i know i'm looking for a man who doesn't cheat on me <laughs> no i know i can't i don't want that yeah. right which you sh- um, should probably know ahead of time but you know yeah and and it kind of comes up you know the the dad is you know like you know she's she's saying something about you know, like boyfriend number six or whatever and uh, since Leo was number five, and, you know, and her dad is, and it, it comes up again and again that you know people are trying to get her to to move on, to let go. Yeah, that's to the key try, word. Yeah, to they're, let they're go. They're telling her to let go of that list, that timeline. Yeah, because because there's stuff and, later on that that yes, I yeah, I yes, yes, like, yes, yeah. You know, but she she holds steadfastly to this you, timeline. You realize very quickly that rather than following the Pirates of the Caribbean guidelines or not rules, <laughs> right. she has turned this this guideline her mother made into her timeline checklist. Yes. She has to check off each box to yes, make sure exactly. she does what her mother wanted her to do because she wants to have all the experiences her mom wanted her to have. Yes, exactly. And later on she says the quote of Mom's been holding my hand my whole life. life. And uh, I'll get yeah. the quote later. But, um, but that... You definitely get that feeling. Yes, this is the only thing that is important yeah. to her is holding and, on to this checklist. And the and the way that she feels about it, you know she she tells her dad says you can't deny that every single thing mom told me to do was the right thing to do. It's the magic of my life. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and so like I said, she is firmly it, holding on to it this. It kind of makes you think that maybe she was getting get ready to give up on it with Leo because she met number five. Number five is perfect. He's wonderful. So you yeah, know, we're not maybe, maybe she was getting ready to give up on that timeline. And then mm-hmm. maybe we, maybe, we don't yeah. get a clear thing because she's like, mom was right. And I didn't need boyfriend number five. Boyfriend number five was wrong. So yeah. mom was therefore right. And mom, but the thing is we learned pretty quickly that mom wasn't right about everything. Like mm-hmm. the, we learned fairly early on, I would say when she's talking to Peter, which is later, which is a little bit later, but you get the feeling that her job is not her favorite thing. Oh yeah. Like she doesn't love a, from, a lot about her job. From the moment like we see her at the law office, like yeah. she's she's miserable. She's not herself there. She's not. Like she doesn't like it. Yeah. Um and you know we have you know to to get her like back in the swing of things, you know, back dating like after after yeah. this disaster that was Leo. 
um, she's been set up on a blind date. So she's meeting somebody at, um, at a tennis club. Um, and just waiting. Like, she has the description. He's, you know, about six foot tall, blonde hair, you know, something like that. And she also, like, this is a good time to point this out. She has it written down in a planner. Yes. Um, this planner is her Bible. She goes nowhere without everything it. Everything has to be on a checklist. Ev- everything has to be on a checklist. The, yeah. yeah, she, like, at like, and actually I think, I think I missed it, like, with her dad, or maybe it's later, because there are several scenes of her having dinner with her dad, because it's a standing Friday night thing. Which is great. Yes. Like, she goes through this whole thing of, you know, like, uh, do you like wine? Check. Soup? Check. You know, like, she, she literally has a list of all the stuff that she's doing for dinner in her planner, and she's crossing them off as she goes, and it's like making sure... You know, okay, we've got the napkins, like the table set, check. You know, like all of these things, yeah. um, and so it it sets up that she is very. I don't want to say neurotic, regimented. Yeah, there we go. She it it all comes down. I think it all comes down to that to, same to timeline having, thing with yes, the mom. Exactly. It has turned her into this. I have a checklist of experiences that need to be experienced. Mm-hmm. I am so busy checking off the checklist. I am missing all the experience. Exactly. Um, and so you know, but she now that she's here waiting for this blind date, she's got. She's got the planner, mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, the, the description of this guy, Jack, you know, he's, you know, about six foot tall, blonde hair, blah, blah, blah. A guy walks in fitting that description. She approaches him, asks if he's Jack, and he's like, no, I'm, I'm not, but, you know, hey, have fun. Um, and, you know, they have a little moment. There's some kind of spark. She babbles. Yes. There's some kind of spark there because it's yeah. a rom com. It's it's what's yeah. going to happen, and then you know, and then Jack walks in. We don't actually see Jack, but the guy says something, and she just goes, ah, "Jack." Yeah, so, <laughs> just tells us everything we need to know. Yeah, you never see it. Then it cuts to uh, where we meet the next guy that's going to be in her life. It cuts to the bagel store. She's going into yes, the bagel to shop, Brighton Beach Bagels. To Brighton Beach Bagels. Uh, this takes place in Seattle, by the way. Yes. Uh, so she's going into Brighton Beach Bagels, and she gets a, takes a number, gets to the end of this long line, and all of a sudden Patrick Dempsey pops up and goes, hey, you know, you over here. Like, she's a regular customer, so she, yeah. he already has her order ready. It's yes. waiting behind the counter. It's like, yeah, it's an, and an, he, an onion bagel with a yeah. schmear and a coffee. And he asks her, I haven't seen poppy seed in a while. Yeah. And she goes, oh, you won't, won't be, be seeing, seeing poppy, poppy seed, seed ever again. Yeah. And he immediately pounces, which I appreciate right. so much. Yeah, and so you you get the, like, it comes up in their conversation that, you know, that this place has been open for a year, and, like, she was one of their first regular customers. So so he's, you know, he's very much, you know, like, he, he does what he can to please her. But yeah. also, she's... I, I understand. And it's like, you, you absolutely get that he has a thing for her. Oh, he, she is so clueless to it, too. Because the first thing he does upon finding out she's single <laughs> yes. is ask her to a wedding, which is not <sighs> taking place for another three weeks. weeks. And not only that, it's, it's, an, it's an overnight it, thing. Yes. Like, it's a, it's a it's day an, trip. It's an, yeah, it's a day trip wedding. Yeah, it's, it's a full weekend wedding. And he, I mean, that's the first thing he does. I was like, you know what you want and you go for it. I respect <laughs> that, Peter. <laughs> His name is Peter, and yeah, yeah. I just like I loved that moment, and she is so clueless. She's like, "I'll find you a real date." He's like three, three weeks. weeks. That's plenty of time to find a real and date. And he kind of has this, but uh, okay. Like, and, <laughs> and, oh, okay. I loved it so yeah. much. It's so <laughs> it was, funny. It's really great because then, and then the look on his face because as she's walking yeah. out of the store, Daniel walks yeah. in and they bump into each other. Yeah, Daniel's the guy from, from the, the tennis, tennis club. club. 
And, you know, they, they have a cute, I mean, another meet cute, and they exchange numbers. He mocks oh, her. Oh, yeah. And, well, and the, um... The DVD skipped, so... Yeah, our, yeah, like, uh, I'm so pissed off. Our, but, yeah, my, the DVD that I just bought is apparently defective. Um, so <laughs> we skipped we, about two minutes. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we missed a couple of minutes of the movie. Um, but the thing that I loved is, you know, she's getting ready to walk out after she's had this whole conversation with Peter, and, and then in walks Daniel, and... Um, and she gives him the number that she had taken. They kind of, you know, they're talking as he gets up to the, to the counter or whatever. And, um, and, and Peter addresses the guy, sees that they're kind of having this whole flirty thing going on. And then, you know, he's, you know, it's like, okay, well, what can I get you? And, and Daniel's just like, oh, um, I'll have what she's having. And he's like, huh, okay. Onion bagel with a schmear. <laughs> so it's like, it comes up later that like, when, uh, like, it comes up later, like, when the three of them kind of have a whole interaction. She's like, oh, mister, I'll have what she's having. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah, and there's, there, you can see it on his face that he is not pleased. Yeah. But at the same time, there's nothing he can do about it. It's still a customer. Right. So he waits on him, but he's not he's happy. Not, he's, he's really not happy to him. Um, but yeah, so the exchange numbers, Daniel doesn't call for a week. A week. And that's what, that's what you had that checklist scene you were talking about. Yes, and I... It's yeah. It has um, it shows it shows her planner, and I can't remember what else is in it. But it's like the first three things. Like there's like five things on this list. The top three are checked off. Then it says bagels. Yeah. And then it says check machine. Yes. And and so she so she you have this whole thing of her calling her best friend Maya, calls Maya. And she's like, hey, um, you know, I will you call and like even leave a message because I I just got a new machine and I think maybe I didn't plug it in right. And and she, you can tell her friend is kind of giving her some grief, and then she's like, "Just would you, just please, would you do it?" And and hangs up. And you know, just a second later, the phone rings again. It goes to the machine, and you have her friend Maya. You know, like Amy. Okay, testing one, two, three. Your machine is working fine. Daniel's just an idiot for not having called you. Yeah. Now check check machine off of your list. Go get your bagels and go to work. Yeah, <laughs> it's just immediately like Maya is my favorite person in she, this movie, and we we very quickly after that meet the rest of the friends. Yes, uh, there's Maya, there's her husband Ray. Yes, uh, and then I don't, I never caught Megan Ori's character name. Um, oh damn it, it's not Alex, is it? Or is Alex? Alex her, is her boyfriend. boyfriend. Damn it! But so you have the three of you have four people basically hanging out after that. Yes, and they're <laughs> literally teasing her about about Daniel. Yes. And so she goes, can I borrow your phone? Uh, no, you can't borrow my phone to check your messages. Everyone goes against Maya and helps her. Oh, yeah. Lachlan Monroe, who is the husband Ray. <laughs> the, this Which, first role I think I've seen him in that I didn't want to punch him in the mouth for most of the movie. Right, because ev- like everything that we've seen him in, like whether it's... Charmed. Like on on Charmed, he he was a bit of a dickhole on um you know in pretty much anything we've ever seen him in where he has like a guest spot ep- like in an episode of something like in Castle he's a guy who's like trying to set off a dirty bomb and some shit yeah you know he's rarely if ever a good guy he's yeah very rarely a good guy so it was fun to see him in a good guy role yeah and, and so then they, Megan Ori who's the other friend in the room helping fight for the phone is uh, Janie. Janie. Yes. Okay. Megan Ory plays Janie. And Megan Ma- Ory, if you don't know that name, she was on, she plays uh, Ruby. Red, Ruby, Red Riding Hood on Once Upon a Time. It, it's And she also was on the show called Intelligence for a season. I really enjoyed right. that show. It didn't last, but I really enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, and so it's just an interesting 
friend dynamic. It's such a fun friend dynamic. Like they are literally wrestling wrestling Maya to the ground to keep her from hanging up the phone. Yes. And her husband is totally a part of this, takes the phone and is listening to the messages. Yeah. And he's like, is his name Daniel? And then, it's yeah, just, and so, like, and then everybody pounces get, on Ray to get the phone. You get that they have such a fun group friend dynamic. Right, and I I love that. And that they're really supportive and they really love her. It Yeah, it's... It's it's such a fun... I love seeing that in movies. Like, when you have a I, group of friends that just really, <laughs> at least in yeah. our experience, emulate real life. Yes, absolutely, because the... Um, it's just, it's friends being silly, but, like, and still being supportive of one another. The... Because it's something we tend to see a lot of movies. It's like you have one friend who's just kind of an asshole and you wonder why anybody is friends with this person. Yeah. And, and it's just, you know, or like, you know, they're like friends who are just constantly like bagging on each other. Um, and this, this is one of the first things I've seen in a while where the friend group actually, like they remind me of real life. Cause just, yeah. just some of the ridiculous shit that our friends group gets up to. Yeah, it's true. You know, we, it's just, you know, that like, it felt very, you know, very like, genuine. Yes, yeah. it it was like holding was up. Yeah, it felt like holding up a mirror to our own group. It's it's absolutely the kind of shit we would do. Yeah, but um, then she goes out with Daniel. Yes, it's it seems like there's a Chinese oh, New Year going on. on. Hold on, there was one thing that I I, oh, ha- yeah. I have to mention first. It's like she so she's on the phone with Daniel at at Maya and Ray's house, and literally everybody is hovering over her while she's making oh, yeah. this phone call. And once again, something our friends would do. Absolutely. Um, it might be something we have done, I think. But um, but we, you know, so she's on the phone and she's on the phone with Daniel and everybody's hovering over her. And and she's like, oh, well, no, I can't make it on Wednesday. No, Thursday is not good for me either. Oh, well, Friday I have dinner with my dad. Okay, yeah, Saturday would work. And, you know, so they, they make plans. She hangs up the phone and... And and Janie is like, well, wh- okay, why are you stalling him? You know, you you clearly want to go out with this guy. Why, you know, why are you why are you making him wait? And she's like, okay, well, first of all, you know, okay, first of all, like he waited a week to call me, so he can wait a couple of more days, you know, for a date. And I can't remember what else she says. And then Maya butts in with one of my favorite lines. It's like, well, and of course, she can't be mentally prepared for a first date on such short notice. To which all the other friends just go, oh, yeah, oh, that yeah that's sense. true. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, once again, it's just that fun friend dynamic that you don't yes, get in a lot of movies. It's absolutely. really great. So then, yeah, she goes on the we, date with Daniel. Yeah, we have a date with I think Daniel. it's Chinese New Year based on the yes, what's going on behind them. They're like in a Chinatown. There's at least some type of Chinese festival going on because yes. they have the dragon uh, and all that kind of all the and all the, there, the there are, yeah there's there's like traditional Chinese dancing going yeah, on like, like fan dances fan dancing and, and stuff on. like that it's really a cool scene like, yes it's very colorful and well and and I think like she like she lives in that area it seems too like it, yeah. yeah um yeah so they they're having they have, they have a good conversation it's all very surface level like there's nothing super deep within it yes but they have a lot of the same goals and same aspirations yes. according to what they and, seem like and and sort of an important plot point they're they're walking around eating uh chocolate covered strawberries yes that's and, right. and it's this whole thing of you know she's saying like they're just one of her favorite treats and you know and he's saying well you know you have to stop and take you know take pleasure in the simple things in life yeah. and you know so they're having this this whole moment with that and then they have their first kiss and there are literal fireworks. Well, hold, hold on. 
Like the thing, like there was there was a line in here that made you roll your eyes. It was so, right before the kiss. Yes, I it's, oh, it's right before the kiss, and you rolled your oh, eyes God, so, so hard. Bad. I thought they were going to snap out of your head. <laughs> that was really bad, <laughs> and I loved it so much um, because she's talking about you know how he's a venture capitalist and and how um, and you know she's asking what that is, and he's basically he's talking about how um, like. He takes things as like you know with unrealized potential and all this bullshit. Yeah, and and then I can't remember what the line that leads up to this, but the line that I wrote down because, like I said, you rolled your eyes so hard it made me laugh. Was of um, he tells Amy, I look at you and I see this beautiful accomplished woman who doesn't who doesn't realize all she has to offer. And then like there's the kiss and the fireworks. But my problem with the line, okay, <laughs> it doesn't sound that bad out of context. It, it doesn't. doesn't. The delivery on that line was one of the worst deliveries in the entire movie. It was. It was that line that you know they should have probably gone back and redone, but they were running out of time and yeah. this is a TV movie, so they just have to let it go. Because it's so stilted. Like, to me, it sounded like I'm using this line to get you into bed, honey. Like, I know where we're going. It was, yeah, and him trying to get her into bed, it's a thing that keeps coming up. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, Look. But oh, it, man. It just made me... Like... <laughs> It made me... Okay, you know, like, the really bad boyfriends on Charmed? <laughs> yes. It made flash to that. Like, the Charmed TV show is something I love dearly. But there are some <laughs> real awful boyfriends on that show. Terrible ones. And it made me flash to that. Like, to that level. Because I've been rewatching Charmed a little bit. Yeah. And, like, so it, it was just like that, that, oh, my God, no, shut, shut, shh, <laughs> shh. He also kind of, he's not as stupid, but he kind of reminds me of the really awful boyfriend in 13 Going on 30. Oh God! Looks wise, <laughs> yeah. Like, just, just, just looks wise. He reminded me of that really badly. And no offense to Brad Rowe, because I don't think he's a bad guy or anything like that. I think he did a fine job. It's just, ugh. yeah. There was something I, about him. I can that, see that. And maybe it's because this movie is early two thousands. There was that early two yeah. thousands professional "I'm better than you" quality that okay. I wanted to kick in the testicles. <laughs> and it's not her fault. He didn't act better than her or anything like that. Yeah. I think it's honestly like just the time it was made and how I feel about that particular yes. brand of well, person okay. now. And it's, it's, okay, it. it's the and it's the other thing of like. Putting a you know an aesthetic difference between Daniel and um, and Peter, I started to say Patrick. Yeah, close um, enough. The aesthetic differences between them is you know Daniel is very like he's always he's always in a button down and like a button down shirt and dress pants. He's very like I don't think the term was really in use at the time. If it was, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But he's very metrosexual. Yeah, like, I was he's, thinking young professional. Yeah. And so, and he's, it's, it's almost like the early 2000s equivalent of a yuppie. Yeah. Like, of yeah. what, like what an 80s 100%. yuppie would be. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so, and then you have, in juxtaposition to him, you have Peter, who's very, you know, he's just kind of laid back in jeans and like baggy sweaters and t-shirts and, you know, and he's, and it's Patrick Dempsey, so he's got the wild hair and the, I mean, he, and, you know. But Patrick Dempsey can do put together because we talked can. about that in Sweden Oh, Alabama. absolutely. The man looks very good in a tux. He looks in a tux, but, but he, he does do that whole this, laid back, like. Yes, and he, he's, he has sort of frontiersman, like. Frontiersman, outdoorsman. Yeah, and I was going to say, he, he's very, like, he's never completely, like, clean shaven in this movie. Yeah. He's always got some stubble going on. He's on the verge of McDreamy, because that McDreamy pulls that a lot in the show, too. He, right. When he's not in a, in scrubs and a lab coat, he's in, like, a vest and a sweater, and he lives out in a trailer in the middle of the woods. <laughs> okay. 
Because he's got he owns land. He's going to build a house right. there eventually. But it's that vibe for me. It's like very like woodsman lumberjack. Yes. Like that's the vibe he has as, as McDreamy. Yes. And so it's it's the verge of that vibe. Like it's, yes, it's on the verge. It's not quite there, oh, but it's man. on the verge. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so we have we have this whole thing of of her and Daniel, and it's the man is just he. We don't like him, but we're supposed to like him. We're, we're, That's the yeah, thing. it's it's supposed to be like he's set up to be like the perfect man for Amy. For her. Yeah, and, and all of her friends tell her that. Yes. Well, yeah, but before that, it's like you yeah, know we'll they they have that. they have this whole thing. You know they they kiss and there are literal fireworks. And, and, and that's when she has the realization of, uh-oh, he's, he's number six. six. Yeah. He's only boyfriend number six. And so she start like, the wheels start turning, and she's trying to figure out how to, how to like, put on the brakes so that he can be boyfriend number and seven. when she says the wheels start, start turning, I mean, like, she starts mid-kiss pushing him away and going, I'm just not ready for this. Yeah. Like, I just can't do this. I'm not ready. And I just sat there and yeah. went, holy crap, you're looking for a loophole in a made-up thing. Yeah. Like, no, you oh, are yeah. a little too far gone, sweetie. Yeah, well, a little too far gone. <laughs> so you know, he tells her like it, it's okay. Like we'll we will we take can take this slow. Yeah, we we will take things slow. And so then we go. It cuts to her with her like her with with <laughs> Ray and Maya, and she's just you know she's telling just like all about this date and how, but like she's freaking out because well he's boyfriend number six and she's saying you know but like he's number six but he you know he has to be number seven just he's the one. And, you know, and Maya, again, proving, like, why she's my favorite character in this movie. She goes, you know that after a three-hour date. To which she goes, we kissed and there were fireworks. <laughs> and they're both all of a sudden like, oh, okay, this is for real. Okay. Like, this thing is happening. Because and, apparently that's not, she's never been that way yeah, with anyone else. Yeah, and she so, never has been. So both Ray and Maya are like, okay, this thing is for okay, real. Okay, this is serious. And Ray's like, does he play golf? I need somebody to play golf. <laughs> plays golf. I want to learn to play golf. Like there's this like, great thing. I need of, a partner. This guy is so perfect for you, so we want to make sure he's perfect for us. Yes, and kind of, kind and, of yes. Thing. But at the same time, you know, so she goes in this whole like you know explaining like the timeline and why this is important, and he has to be boyfriend number seven. And again, like Maya comes in with this line of you know of trying to tell her like I understand. You know, she tells her, like, I understand why you think you have to do this, but at the same time, you know, like, Amy, like, you need to let go yeah. of this. She's like, And she tells her, like, you know, Amy, you complicate buying shampoo. When it's right, it's right, and you just know it. Yeah, like, you, you shouldn't, move. yes, and you shouldn't be beholden to, you shouldn't be beholden to, to, to a timeline your mother made before she died. Yes, yeah. and so, but Amy, Amy is determined, and she, she says, like, you know, he has, like, she has to find an interim boyfriend to be... Like, she has to find an interim guy to be boyfriend number six. And so then Maya suggests a dating service. And we so, get the awkward the montage, montage of, of awkward people. Yes. That at that point, we're using dating services. To be fair, I don't... Uh, if it was, like, an online dating service, I don't think today would be that same yeah. level. Because right. it's, it's losing stigma, which I think is really good. Yes. But, yeah, it, <laughs> it's just an awkward montage. It, it's the um, typical 90s montage of bad dates. Yes, it's like, like you, you have you have like the teenager who works in a burger joint. You've got the uh, you've got like some random guy who's been in an accident. And he's in a full body cast, <laughs> and then you have then you have the guy who thinks Woody Allen is his hero. Um, yep. You know, it's just and he he has this whole like fake Austin Powers look. It's stupid. Yeah, it, it was, um, it's and eh. so so yeah. So then we have her her ranting to to Maya about this whole <laughs> about this whole thing and these experiences. Like I just don't understand how anybody find like how anybody can find someone with one of these things. 
and and during all of this um they're 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 chowing down on bagels like because that keeps coming up of Uh like of of any time like you know amy is you know sometimes amy is with them or you know she's she's a bagel enthusiast yes and so you get the idea that you know she it's not just you know for like her her mornings before work like she goes and gets gets bagels there often so it's like she's definitely seeing seeing peter quite often but then when she as she's complaining her friend is like, okay, we get it. And she's like, can you not sit here for 13 and a half minutes and let me complain? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. wait. You, you schedule <laughs> time for venting? Like, her friend's like, seriously? And she's like, what? What? Is, there, is that weird? Yeah. Yes, that's weird. FYI, yes. That's, yes, it's that's weird. That's a little weird. Um, and and then, then they talk about how she paints as a release, which I thought was interesting. She yes. sneaks out of the office and goes to like, uh, uh, what's that, what is the place called? Um. The the paint though you paint pottery I can't remember what it's called oh I can't I can't remember because we don't have one around here <laughs> yeah but it's it's a place where you you can go in and paint and you, plates yeah um it's where yeah there are I've um, seen it on tons of oh, stuff oh I I have too and actually um one time coming back from 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 the rock boat we were stranded in Florida for an extra oh, yeah. day and we uh we just kind of went shopping at this this place oh, like yeah that? this this kind of this mall there in uh, in Florida. And, and it was one of these places. Like, we, we were just kind of, like, wandering around, and we thought it was just, like, a craft shop or something. And it was, there was, like, an entire, like, essentially bookcase full of items that you could paint. And you'd go, like, go pay for that item that you want. And then there's just, like, tables full of paint that you'd, yeah. that you'd go and, and, and paint. It's like, and, but, yeah, I can't remember kind of, like, what... What well, sort of? It's, yeah, it's, it's but, got a name, but I cannot think yeah, of it now. Yeah, but it's, that's basically what it is. Is she, you know, she sneaks off to to paint plates as a release because yes. she hates her job so much. Yes, absolutely. Like that's so not good. Yeah, <laughs> but um, also, do is is this when? Because I didn't write it down, but I I wrote um, I I kind of wrote part of a quote down where um, is at this point that that Daniel sends her flowers. Yes. And and he has written on the card, you know, something like had such a great time on our date last week, blah blah blah. I can't remember, but it's it you know, it's, yeah, a, it's, or, it's yeah. It's more than two sentences. Yeah, which is and good. so so Maya Maya takes the card and she's like more than a single sentence and like and she she's Maya is kinda of gushing over over the, the card on these flowers and then she looks at me and she's like, If you blow this, I will kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Stop worrying about the stupid thing. Yes. If you blow this, I'll kill you. And then you have, um, you get, she asks, uh, what was the name? Uh, Janie. Janie. If her boyfriend. It's like, can I borrow your boyfriend, Alex? No. No, you can't. <laughs> and and then we get, uh, she actually goes painting. Yes. And Alex, not Alex, that's Janie's boyfriend. <laughs> Daniel. Daniel. Daniel shows up, she splatters paint on him. You can tell Daniel's a little taken aback by that side of her. Yes. And and he he hustles her out like he's not rude about it or anything. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, that's good that everybody has a, a hobby and a release. That's mm-hmm. good. And he hustles her out of there and takes yeah. her. Oh, takes her out. Yeah, we we forgot to mention there because this whole thing of them eating bagels like while they're having this whole conversation about Daniel. That's when she remembers. Oh, right, Peter invited me to a wedding. And so she goes and tells him, like, okay, I'll go oh, with you. Right. Yeah. yeah. I thought um, it was after that for some reason. No, be- uh, no, 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 because, because it's during this. That she tells her. Yeah, it's yeah. it's during this that she. So she. Yeah, so she. Literally walks in the bagel shop and goes, okay, yes, I'll go with you. What time? Tell me. Okay, I will schedule it in. She writes it in her book. Yes. Bada bing, bada boom. She's got boyfriend number six. Yes. But yeah, so then we have this, this whole thing of, like, after Daniel, you know, after he comes in with her, her painting the plates and everything, he, he. Like they they get takeout and go to her place, 
And and that's when she's she's telling he him. He showed up with the takeout, which was impressive. Like, he oh, brought I dinner forgot. to her. That's right. Yeah. I forgot that. Because um, I thought that was really cool. Except for the fact that he always orders for her. But, you know, yeah. that's, that's a thing that some people like. I personally <laughs> do not like that. But, you know. Right. Well, the, uh, so, you know, then she's telling him, you know, she's going to be going out of town uh, for, you know, for the weekend, this wedding and everything. And and he's just, he's basically like, "Mm, it seems a little shady and it seems like a lot to ask just to get some free bagels, but okay. It's your life. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you what to do. And then things progress. They start making out. Once again, she puts the brakes on. he, He puts on the full court press. Yeah. And she puts the brakes on. Yeah. And says, no, no, we can't do this. Uh, why? Uh, uh, he's like, I want us to get tested. Oh, Which early is, 2000s. Good for you. Yes. Yay. Way to be responsible. But it's yay. just that, and it's, that's a conversation like you, you would see that kind of come up in movies from like, you know, the eighties and the nineties and stuff like that. And in the two thousands, but watching it now, like that has like, it has so like faded out because, you know, there was for, for a long time, yeah. we had, you know, the AIDS scare. And mm-hmm. so that was a thing. It's like, you, you would see in you'd see in movies and TV shows of people talking about yeah. getting tested. And now you see more like no glove, no love type right. situations. Like, it, I don't have a it, condom. Oh, we can't have sex. Sorry. Yeah, but <laughs> it, it just, it completely jarred me that he that he asked that. I was like, whoa, that's... I didn't expect it in a TV movie. Yeah, exactly. But, but then again, ABC Family was always really good about that kind of message. ABC, and ABC Family has always really been really good at, at the PSAs. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so that's like her excuse now. Yes. Uh, he's saying something about you know, like trying trying to make plans with her again, mm-hmm. and and she tells him she can't because she has she has dinner with her dad on Fridays, and he essentially invites himself to dinner with her dad. And that's that's kind of an interesting scene. Like it's it's once again the thing I have the problem I have with Daniel as a character. Daniel he's, talks about himself. He's too smooth. Well, he talks about well, himself. Well, no, but if you remember in that conversation, it's like everything that he's talking about, he's tying it back into Amy. Because, you know, yeah, yeah. how wonderful and amazing she is and how, it, yeah, yeah, you're right. Cause, you know, because her, her dad is talking to him about, you know, how, because uh, it's basically this whole thing of, like, how he moved from Chicago here to the Pacific Northwest and all of that. And, Are you, you going know, to stay in, in the area? And, you know, and, like, and he, he just looks directly at Amy while he's answering her dad. And he's like, I could see myself staying here for a very long time. Yeah, and, and you can see that he definitely, like... I think what we were supposed to see, and I didn't see it, but that's probably because I didn't want to see it. He's, he actually has, like, real feelings for her. He does. I didn't see that, because I guess we don't, to me, we don't see enough interaction. I Also, I feel like he's a very shallow, surface-level person. We, we definitely don't get any because, kind of depth with his character, but we're not supposed to. Yeah, true. So, so she talks to her dad, uh, and her dad says, her dad, her dad says, her, I have never, like, I've never met a boyfriend of yours I like so much. Yeah. And then she has to go back to work. She works late that night. Yeah. Oversleeps the next morning. So when Peter comes to pick her up, she's not packed. Yeah. So she lets Peter up into the apartment. And see, this is where I, we don't see it with Daniel. And I don't, Mm -hmm. so I don't think it happened. While she's packing, Peter's walking around her apartment looking at the photographs. He's asking her about her life. He's at, Mm -hmm. like, you don't really see Peter doing that. You mean Daniel? Daniel. You don't see Daniel doing that in that way. Mm -hmm. Peter wants to know about, oh, is this your, you know, is this your mom? Yeah. You know, is this, are these your friends? Oh yeah, that's, that's my friends, uh, Ray and Maya, Maya and at their wedding or whatever. And, and he is like asking her as she's getting ready to go. He's just asking her like, yeah, about her life and about herself. Yep. And I don't get that vibe with Peter. Peter asked her about her job. <laughs> Daniel. Daniel. Keep doing that. Sorry. 
I don't know why the name Peter doesn't seem like a good guy name, and Daniel does, but hmm. um, maybe it's... I, I, I know, I, I know I where you're going. I the show Stargate, but it's I fine. knew where you were going with that. Uh, but yeah, so Peter asks her all these personal questions, and Daniel, mm-hmm. from what we see, they talk about her job, they talk about it's future. very, it's, like... It's not as... Peter gets really in-depth really quickly on this trip. Like, mm-hmm. he he's not afraid to talk about <laughs> real stuff. Yeah. And we get why later, I think. Yes. But, but Daniel, it seems, is so surface level with where mm-hmm. he's coming from that it's like... Right. It, it feels perfect on the surface. Sorry about that. I don't know why somebody honked outside my house. <laughs> but it feels perfect on the surface. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't... At, you don't ever see them not fitting. It's like, oh yes, they're absolutely perfect. They have all the same likes and interests. That is it's, so how you want to build a marriage. It's one of those like they're perfect on paper. Yeah, absolutely. But it's more like you know they're perfect in theory, but not so much in practice. Yeah. And then so she and Peter, um, she she and the thing is with Peter, she doesn't try. That's this yeah. is the first time in the movie that we see her not trying. Yeah, she grabs a pillow. She's ready to go. Whatever. She's mm-hmm. so doesn't care what he thinks of her at the end of the day. It's which it's in one some of those works better. It's one of the first times like except for when she's with her friends, it's one of the only times like she's not putting on some kind of front. Yeah. Because even with her dad she does. Yeah, with her dad she makes it seem like she's so happy doing everything mom's list said to do. Yes. And, and with Daniel, yeah, I'm happy being a lawyer. I love it. It's you know, I don't mm-hmm. think she ever says love it. No. But she you know she's like, yeah, you know, I'm on track to be a partner and yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, you never get like I said, with Peter, he's not afraid to, real quick to dive into that that stuff. Mm-hmm. But so, so yeah, she doesn't care. What Peter thinks she leaves her apartment. They run into her dad. Yeah, awkward, her, awkward. Her, yeah, her dad was in the neighborhood, and he's like, "Oh, you're going somewhere." And this is you know the night after, like she's just had dinner with her dad and Daniel, and here she is getting into a car with a man her like her dad has never seen. Yeah, exactly. And so you know he's kind of like, "Uh, what?" What's going on here? And then she, and, she tells and she him. tells him like you know like I need Daniel to be boyfriend number seven because you know blah, blah and and he just straight up tells her is like Amy you have to let go of that timeline and and then she just kind of throws back into his face we well, you know you're the one who needs to let go like it's been twenty years dad and you haven't dated anybody like you're the one who needs to move on and that's harsh just so yeah like, that's really harsh yeah. To, it's a different situation, number oh, abso- one. I absolutely. Mean, but, but yeah, yeah so that's, she... And, and she and her dad have been so close up to this point, mm-hmm. and his face really falls at that, yeah. and she, she just, like, marches off and, and Yeah, goes. and just gets in the car and goes. And Peter has walked away. Like, Peter talks <laughs> to her for a second, just, oh, awkward, gonna well, go to the car. And the, oh, and the other, you know, she, you know, her dad is like, okay, well, who's this? And she just, like, blanks on his name and is like... Uh, she remembers Peter. She gets that out before he does. She, she, like, but she doesn't just, know his last it's, name. It's this good, like... Five seconds of her just staring at him with a panicked look on her face, and it's like, "This is a Peter," and he's like, "Pete, Pete Connor, you know, nice to meet you." Yeah, and, and he's like, "And I'm gonna get in the car." Yeah, um, awkward. Awkward. The fact that she was going out of, to an out of town wedding with a guy, with a guy who she doesn't know his last name. name. Yeah, that's, that's sketchy, and we would probably color that more carefully in this day and age. Yes, but uh, but yeah, so they <laughs> they go catch the ferry to go to the island. Mm-hmm. That this wedding is going to be on Orcas Island, and she falls asleep for the pretty much the, the whole the fairy entire fairy the ride. entire fairy ride. Yeah, but then she gets out and she's like, "Okay, so they have this conversation, and we find out <laughs> that he told people she was his girlfriend." So we get fake dating. Fake dating. 
and and she's immediately like, "Yes, I'm going to be called his girlfriend." It yeah. counts. It's like she she kind of thinks about it for a second. She's like, "Okay, I'll be your girlfriend." And yeah, so they they talk for a second, and she's like, "Why why do you do them and be pinned to be your girlfriend? <gasps> are you gay?" Like that immediately. Like, like, "Are you gay?" It's like. He's like, no, I'm not. It's like, you can tell me. I'm your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, but there's one line in here that um, that I do love, and it's something that is just stuck in the back of my head because, like, I I have a thing with pet names. I don't know what it is if it if it's from the fact that you know I that I've grown up in the South and like I, I've grown up around women who call everybody honey and sweetheart and you know sugar. sugar. You know, like I'll say something that's like you know like like I kicked I accidentally kicked your sister under the table during game night. I was like, oh sorry, babe. I just I don't know yeah. why I do it. I, and so, I worked at a gas station for so long yeah. that I honey and and sweetie everybody. Yeah, it's just my, my husband took offense at that at one point, but he's gotten over it now. <laughs> you know, and I, I you know I'll I'll do that, and and so in this moment we have where she calls it you know just jokingly she calls him uh, she calls him. Honey, I can't remember. She calls him sweetheart or sweetie. Sweetie, and yeah, she's like, "You're not sweetie." Sweetie doesn't work. She's like, which would you prefer, honey or patootie muffin? And I don't know why it is stuck with me for like so long, but we'd watch this during college, and I would randomly do that with Danny. I do that with our friend. Like we'd, you know, we'd be in the cafeteria or something, something like that. I'd be like, "Would you pass the salt patootie muffin?" <laughs> Just, I don't know why it has always made me laugh, and I do love it. But it he, really but funny. he, he just, you know, Peter kind of laughs, and he goes, he goes, Petey's fine. It's so, yeah, you know. So we have this whole thing of just like her starting. And to call now him we're going to the fan story. Yes, where you and I, we had to pause the movie because at this moment we started laughing so hard okay. we couldn't hear the movie. He admits the, it's sad, though. It is sad. He tells her that he was left at the, the altar, altar a year about ago. a year. It turns out about fourteen months ago. Yeah. Okay. For people who don't know, he was made in 2003, Sweet Home Alabama, where he is left, left at, at the, the altar. altar at the end, 2002. <laughs> My and we, fan theory. We just, we just watched this movie a couple of weeks. We just yeah. watched Sweet Home Alabama a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Andrew, it's my fan theory. Andrew's middle name is Daniel. <laughs> you mean Peter? Whatever. Well, his, but no. Yeah, Andrew's middle name is Peter. And so he decides to go by Peter and leave his political connections behind, changes his last name to get away from his mother. Oh my god. Either that or he's the good twin. I can't decide which. I like the good twin better. So he's he's the twin Andrew's twin brother Peter. Because you find out later on in the story that he was a Wall Street guy. He was a Wall so Street Wonder his, Boy. Once his brother was left at the altar and then he was left <laughs> at the altar, he decides he has to get out of New York. He's the secret son. Because he has no political ambition, so Candace Bergen, like, cut him off. Oh, my God. And, and he's the secret one. So he is related to this guy and Reese Witherspoon. Oh he's actually God. secretly dating Reese Witherspoon's character. She didn't know that Andrew oh and God. Peter weren't the same you, person. You have gone so far off the rails, I don't even know where this goes It's anymore. a soap opera, honey. Oh Come on. Oh, my God. And then it's in a kid's snow globe and it's all oh. over. But... <laughs> I love you so much for that. You're welcome. But anyway, so so we find out he was left at the altar. And yes, that's and, why he hasn't been in a relationship. And he's like, it's it's been hard to move on. Um, but you know, and he he tells her he's like the reason that he the reason that he told people she was his girlfriend is because quote I don't want my overly concerned friends to be worried about me. Yeah, which that's pretty much the plot of like ninety percent of the fake dating fake fan dating fiction. Yeah. Find. Is I want my friend to know, you know, I don't want my friends to worry about me anymore. They've been, you know, we're going to a wedding together and they've been really pushy and I don't, I just don't want them to worry about me anymore mm-hmm. kind of thing. 
it makes me laugh really hard because I think I've probably read probably mm. 75% of so, those 90. So many. Because I love them. But but then they 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 mess up at the very beginning. Yeah. She starts asking him all these questions and he goes, oh, we can just wing it. No! <laughs> this should have been the moment she said yes, you needed to start hanging out and getting together to write down all of the things you needed to know oh, about yeah. each other. The, anyone who has ever done fake dating knows this. <laughs> Every it's like, fake date, like you have ever. a plan and you stick to the plan. You at least have a fake first date. Absolutely. Huh. Sorry. Anyway, I'm back. <clears throat> but that's just huh? Because he, he's like, oh, we can wing it. It's no big. And then he's like, we don't. We can play it really cool. And she's like, no, no, yeah. no. We have to amp this up. We have. Yeah. To, I have to be so in love with you. Yeah. And he he does. Yeah. It's like we we can we we can you know be in a fight if you want to yeah. be. It's like we yeah we can we can take it easy and you know we can you know we can play it cool or whatever. And she's like, oh no 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 no. Like I'm going to be so in love with you. <laughs> Because because I don't think we had mentioned this. It's not just the fact that the that the like he his overly concerned friends he doesn't want them to be worried. It's the fact that that the ex the woman who left him at the altar is going to be at this wedding. To be fair, I don't think we knew that until she shows up. Yeah, I don't think he actually says that because in his head, I think he's over her. Like it doesn't. We only see oh, no. her. He like she asks, "Are you still in love with her?" And he goes, "No, I hate her." Yeah, so, so, so it's no big deal. Yeah, and, and I think we only see the ex once. Yeah, we we see the shot of her in the wedding. In the wedding, but, but that's it. But yeah, we only so, so have yeah, the interaction you, once. They get there and he meets her, his best friends. I thought it was her sister at first, his sister at first, but then that's yeah, allayed later when we find out that you'll love his parents when they talk about yes. meeting meeting his parents. Because I like that would have been interesting to me to meet to know more about his brother and sister, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, but yeah. So they get there. His friends. She has no idea who they are, and sure. like, oh, we're so excited to meet you. It's so great to know like, you. We've heard so much about you. And she's like, oh yeah, me too. And she's like, I have yeah, no idea who these people and, are, but I am totally playing this. Yeah, and, and she the, can read the room. She can. So when the when the ex shows up, mm-hmm. she immediately knows that's the ex and starts getting very much more touchy feely. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, because they're like, I'm glad we can be you know adults. But right. I thought we get the awkwardness out of the way. Yeah, that's what Alyssa, Alyssa, yeah, whatever Alyssa. says. And she goes, I'm just so glad, so grateful that you dumped him because then now he's mine. Yeah. Basically. Now I can claim him. Yeah. And she like snuggles up to him. <laughs> it's, so it's so cute. It's it's that comedic combined yeah. with the endearing. Oh, well, and then the, the, the ex Alyssa, like she tries to get in a dig and she asks Amy, she's like, oh, do you work at the bagel shop too? And, and, and then, only the way a best friend can. Steve and Laura are the friends, the that friends, they, the yeah. friends that they've run into. And Laura just turns to Alyssa and goes, no, actually, she's a lawyer. And the look on Alyssa's face, like, ooh. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's so, mwah, it's yeah. lovely. So they go, they go into the hotel room. They're going to meet to play croquet. Yes. There's so, a croquet tournament starting in 20 minutes. So they go to check into the hotel and that's where chocolate-covered strawberries have been left in the room. And, yeah, with, with a note from Daniel, like, you know, something like, you know, something about the, the sweet pleasures. You Enjoying know, the simple it, sweet yeah, pleasures. Yeah, yeah. And but the, the thing is, Peter's and, face for all of, like, oh, yeah. Peter's like, you were right about doing this. Like, this is so great. Like, amping up the romance. That's so good. And you can see he's so into her, and she is the most clueless of clueless at that moment. Yep. And she, like, she, you know, she's eating strawberry, and, like, she goes and just, like, jumps onto the bed and grabs the phone, and she calls and is leaving Daniel a message, and just, like, I am eating the greatest strawberry. And just, like, it, and just, Peter's this whole, and she's like, that is just so... 
and she's like faltering for words and Peter just kind of goes romantic and thoughtful and she finishes that was just so romantic and thoughtful yeah Peter's and, like stretched out on the couch sitting away from her at this moment oh, like yeah. looking out across they have a beautiful balcony oh, room yeah. Yeah. at this at this hotel yes. and, yeah it, it's just you could tell Peter is just like Okay, I've got to like I've got to remind myself none of this is real. Like yeah. if you were reading a fic, this would be the moment, moment. in his head where he's going, "This isn't real. This isn't real. This right. isn't real." Exactly. And so um, yeah, then they go downstairs. They he teaches her how to use the croquet mallet because she's hitting she's, it like it's a freaking nine iron, and that's not how you use a croquet mallet. No, it's 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 a gentle tap. And yeah, she or she's, you break things. Yeah. Oh yeah. The good thing she kept missing the darn ball. She could have killed somebody. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. She's she's trying. She's swinging this croquet mallet like it's a golf club, and it's like she's gonna murder a man. And that brings us back to the Kimberly <laughs> Williams and physical yes. comedy. Like she's she so through the whole movie good. through the whole movie she has so much physical comedy. This is this, and there's one other really big scene that is just so funny. Yeah. Oh, it's just so funny. The um. Yeah. So we have, you know, like the the guys are standing, like, yeah. you know, Peter and Steven, and then we have the groom. I don't think we ever really we caught... We never found the groom's We don't name. really caught no. his name. But, like, the three of them are talking, and it is like, like, uh, Steven says something. It's like, I haven't seen you look at a... Like, I haven't seen you look at a girl this way since Susie whatever in second grade. And, you know, they're just kind of bantering, and, and they're, they're watching her, and then he's just like you know what, excuse me, and, like, walks over to her and is showing her, like, showing her how, how to, to do the, it, yeah. yeah, how to use the, and, like, they're very, like, they're very close, like, they're, um, like, like basically, it's like, he comes up, like, he comes up behind her. He does her. the whole wraparound show. Yeah, the whole wraparound, and, and yeah. so, and she just immediately starts looking around and goes, where is she? This would so make me cringe, you know? <laughs> it's like, trying, trying to play this This up. would be great. Yeah. Yeah. And so he shows her how to play, and then his best friend Laura takes her away yeah. to play with Laura. And the boys and the girl unintentionally ask like, the same question. question. It's like, so tell us about your first date. Yeah, so because you people did not do your homework. You didn't coordinate. Failures. But because you didn't do your, they didn't do their homework. They both give a different thing. She says they went hiking. He says they drove the, around town in old in an old Rolls Royce. Not old cat, Royce, old like Cadillac. he rented a vintage caddy. Yeah, um, and they, they drove around town. Did you nail her in the back seat? Does she seem like the kind of girl, girl to put who, on the first, first date? date? Cut to on, on the, the picnic, picnic table. <laughs> I thought sex on the first date was not. No, nobody not did that anymore. anymore. She's like, she's like I, just, I just, yeah, I just got, I this, resist. This is the line about yeah. about Patrick Dempsey that is so true. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a charm that sneaks up on you. Yeah, he's like, got he's got this charm that sort of sneaks up on you, and you're hooked. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's Patrick Dempsey. Oh, absolutely. That's, just, that's um, the description. Yeah, and it's it's during this conversation with with Amy and Laura that that we learn, you know, that he was quote the Wall Street Wonder Boy. Mm-hmm. He was he was making all kinds of money, and and that Alyssa was kind of a gold digger. She dumped and, him because he quit she, his job. Yeah. yeah, she dumped him because he quit his job. Because, like, he just, he wasn't happy. Yeah, he hated it. Uh, he, yeah, he absolutely hated it. And we it. find that out a few minutes later when they get in the kayak. Because she kind of finally, mm-hmm. he goes, I'm going to steal my girlfriend. We're going to go kayaking. Yeah. Get her away from you people kind of thing. Oh, absolutely. And they're in the thing. And he tells her, yeah, you know, it didn't work out because I quit my job. And so after I quit my job, I moved away because I didn't want to be there anymore. Yeah. And she basically, te- it's the first person she ever tells that she hates her job. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it's kind of at this moment, he begins pushing her a little bit. Like, he starts mm-hmm. pushing her to be a better person and mm-hmm. to be what she wants to be. In in this, like, in this whole thing, like, with her in the kayak, what I think is a very important line is, 
you know, he's, you know, he's telling her just, like, how much happier he is. Like, he's, you know, he's not worried. And, you know, yeah. like, he's, you know, every minute of his day is planned out. And, and um, you know, and she, she asks him, aren't you scared of not knowing exactly what you're going to do with your life? And he just goes, no. It's, it's a great, it's what she needed. Like, absolutely. It's, it's one of the great growing moments for her in this yeah. beginning of a growing moment yes. for her. A growing seed, if you will. Yes, absolutely. So then we go to the wedding. Yeah, and they're they're running late. They're 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 like running, like they're sprinting up. She's to, in this really short, beautiful red dress with a black with a black shawl, black shawl. Yeah, and you know, and he's in he's in a suit and tie, and you know, they're they're hurrying up, and like they get like to they get to the to the to the end of the aisle, and and like they kind of stops, and he goes, "Hold my hand," and she goes, "What?" what? And he goes, "Just." Do you, do you mind just hold my hand and so like she takes his hand and you know they they walk to to go get their and seats just, but they just fit like you, the, yeah the camera it, zooms in so it, you know it's and so and like you just kind of see this sort of like dawning realization on her face and it's like they they sit down and she's still holding his hand and he goes you you can let go if you want and she's like oh oh yeah okay and just um it just it's it's an absolute light bulb moment yeah and so you have that. Then we have the reception. Really, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of fun. Like, I don't think a lot even needs to really be no, said. There's, there's there's some really cute moments of dancing. Yeah, and there's the, a lot of chemistry. Yes, it's they're they're all having so much fun because like they're at a table with you know with Steve and Laura, and like the one thing the one thing that needs to be said about the reception is that um, they you know Laura starts asking pushy you know, friends. Yeah. Well, the, you know, starts, starts asking, you know, like the whole, like, oh, when are you two getting married? And they're just like, oh, no, that's not on the table right now. And, and then, you know, Laura goes, oh, Peter, your parents are just going to love her. And, and they, you know, then they ask, you know, have you met Amy's parents? And, you know, Amy, like, he's asked her about, like, he's asked her about her mom when he was in her apartment, but she, he, she doesn't. I mean, she doesn't tell him. She doesn't tell him very much because all I just say, right. "Oh, she's you and your mom." mom. Yeah, and yeah. Then she keeps packing. And and so now we have them at the reception, and and Peter says, "Well, her dad's a little suspicious of me." It's like, but you know, her mom, her mom, just her mom you know, is like, "I'm dying for us to, to get, get married." married. That lie, and then yeah, and, Amy and it's like, shuts you know, and, down. and she and she's you know, and, and yeah, and he you know, he says. I can't remember. I didn't get the exact line down, but he says something. He's like, I, I don't know if it's the, like, I don't know if it's me that she likes or just the idea of a big fancy wedding. And, you know, and then Laura drags Steve off to dance. And then immediately Peter goes, are you okay? What did I say wrong? What did yeah. I, it's what like, did what's going And, and she tells him, like, my mom died when I was seven. And, and he's just like, I just immediately just apologizing. I'm so sorry. Like that was, that was, I, that was stupid of me. I'm, you know, I'm sorry. And they go, they dance, and it's a moment where, like, things are getting kind of real for a minute of, like, the two of them on the dance mm-hmm. floor, and and then, you know, he asks if she wants to go outside to get some fresh air. And so we, then, you know, next we see them. Wraps his suit jacket around yep. her, it's not too cold. Yeah. She, Which is always a cute thing. Oh, I, I love it. It's, it's a thing but that they, makes my heart happy. They have that, this great, meaningful, deep conversation mm-hmm. about how she deals. He goes, can I ask you a question? And... And he goes, how do you deal with it, basically? How yeah. do you deal? How did you deal with losing your mom at mm-hmm. seven? And she's like, well, a seven-year-old can't, intellect, you know, can't intellectually understand that. Can't. Yeah. She goes, so, you know, heaven's a real place. Of course it is. I would close my eyes and and my mom would be there, there. basically. And, and we would just have the greatest conversation. She goes, that probably sounds stupid. Everybody else, you know, and, and he says, no. You know, I, 
think you should hold on to that. Absolutely. So like, everybody else always telling me to let it go. And he's like, it's, no, she's part of you. Yeah, it's it's there's there's a delivery of that where you know he you know he's telling her like you know that's something very special and you should hold on to it. Yeah, it's like don't don't ever lose that. And she kind of she kind of chuckles, you know, and says, you know, most people tell me to let go, and he just goes, oh no. Yeah, it's just a very soft, kind of quiet, like very sincere delivery. Understanding yes. that no one else, not even her dad or her friends, who she loves, have given her. Because yeah. for her, the timeline, and I think this is important for her character, as in, as important as the timeline is is to her, it is the only connection she has left, and that's why it's become so important. Yeah. Because she, you know, when, when you're that young to lose someone... Mm-hmm. It would it would irrevocably change everything, of course. Yeah, and so yeah, for her to have that, to have someone finally say it's okay to hold on to mm-hmm. to your mom, however you need to. Yeah, to be understanding in that way. He never, never says it's stupid. As far as I can right. remember, no, he it, it, he's a little offended it, by it. Yeah, it's it's more like later, like when this kind of comes to a head, you know, he's he's telling her like it's more like he's frustrated and he gets angry over the fact that like she's completely letting this thing She doesn't understand what it was meant to be. Yes, and that she's yeah. letting it control her life. Yeah, because then she kisses him because once again he's the first person to understand her mm-hmm. and she kisses him and so they and they sleep together. Yeah, where remind me because I wrote mm-hmm. I wrote these lines down because I thought um, they were, it, again, it was just kind of a delivery thing that I loved. And I, I think this might be right before their kiss because they're, you know, they're kind of talking about, you know, his friends and stuff. And she, you know, she says, you know, mm-hmm. they're going to be so disappointed and, you know, and, and uh, oh, says, that, yeah. yeah, she says we could stage a fight. So they're not shocked when we don't last. And he just very quietly says, who says we won't. And, and that's when the kiss. That's yeah. that's when that's when they kiss, and then we have them. They go upstairs, throw like, out their clothes, <laughs> like fumbling for clothes, like falling onto the bed, fade to black. Yes, fade fade to black. Wake up the next morning, or well, next afternoon, as it turns out. Yeah, uh, and they, they're they had up together. so much to drink. Well, and then this this is where her physical comedy comes back in. <laughs> He's got her arms, his arms wrapped around her, yeah. and she is trying to get out of bed because she sees there's a message on the machine. Phone. Yeah, because she on told Daniel to call her back. Yeah, so she like. And nagles out, falls in the floor, and he just like Dud. rolls over and, and oh, like, yeah. And so then she calls, makes plans with Daniel, yeah, to have dinner with, yeah. So there, because it's, because uh, it's, I think we we get that it's Ray and Maya's anniversary, yeah. So there, or so, something like that, yeah. yeah. So they're gonna go out with Ray and Maya. The four of them are gonna go yeah. out that night. It's time for them to meet, kind of thing. She doesn't yeah. tell Peter, of course, at first, and he's like, "Well, we were supposed to meet." Steve, Steve and, and Laura, Laura for, for breakfast. breakfast. So they hurry up and get down there. Steve and Laura are coming out for breakfast. Like, well, thanks for waiting on us. Well, we figured you're, you know, new couple. You're going to be. Like, we figured you'd be spooning, spooning all day. day. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I remember what that was like kind of thing. Yeah. They, uh, Laura, Laura tells them that we, we have a layover in Seattle on, on this date. And, you know, and Steve, Steve says, yeah, like, you know, I'm taking Laura to high tea at this hotel. She's always wanted to go. Yeah. The, yeah. The, you know, the three of us, you know, four o'clock on this date. And just, it's almost one of those just like, 
sub or like unconscious actions. It's just Peter just kind of reaches out and takes, takes her takes her planner. Because at this point in Peter's head, for me, they're together. Like yeah. Peter's like, this is going to be like I I love I am falling for this woman hard. Yeah. We are going to be a thing. Yeah. And so he just reaches out and like takes her planner and flips and it open. Fl- flips it open and and it's while he's getting to that date to write down, you know, high tea with Steve and Laura at this time that's when he sees that she's made a note in her planner that she's having dinner with, with Daniel and Steve and Maya. And he goes, or not oh, Steve, Ray. Dan and Ray and Maya, yeah. And so they the friends leave and he goes, I didn't realize you had dinner. Because he was making all these plans and to like see the sunset here because it's so beautiful and go and get funnel cakes. Cake. And she's like, I have plans. You know, she was trying to tell him. Yeah. But then, so he's like, I didn't realize you had a dinner planned. Yeah, I'll get you back to the mainland. But they go to have breakfast. Yeah. And she has started pushing him away hardcore, and he calls her on it. Like, that's the other thing about him that I love. He it, does not let her yeah, get away with crap. You he know, calls she, her on it. It's, it's this whole thing of, like, you know, they're they're having the breakfast, and, like, she's pouring syrup over her pancakes, yeah. and she, like, spills some on her shirt. And he's just, he's still being kind of, you know, being very jovial, and he's still, you know, being sort of, like, trying to banter with her. And he's just like, oh, that was, that was perfect name. Do you want to, like, get some of my shirt? And she just death glares in. Yeah, she's not... She's done. She's, she made she, the mistake last night. She's done yeah. with it. She doesn't want to do this anymore. And, yeah, and that's that's when he, you know, when he asks her, why are you pushing me away? And her response is, you know, last night was make-believe. Last night was make-believe. You're number six, essentially. And he's like, yeah, what are you talking and, about? And she... Yeah, that's when she tells him about the timeline. And she actually like, writes it on a piece of she, paper. Yeah, take, she takes the, the placemat, flips it over, and like draws out and the that, timeline. And that shorthands for us, which yes. is great. That, to, the timeline. To explain it to him. And he holds it, and he goes, she just gave you this so you had something to hold on to. She yeah. wasn't trying to plan out everything yeah, the, in your life. The, the yeah, sort of like, I, I kind of jotted down a couple of quotes. Basically, it's like what he's telling her is that that the timeline, it was something to help you cope with losing her, not to burden you for the rest of your life. Yeah. That this timeline, it doesn't allow you to have any spontaneity or to take any chances. And I can't remember what she says, but his response to it is, you should take a chance with me. And My favorite ABBA song. To change your life. <laughs> anyway. Take a chance. Yeah. I love taking chances um, with me. But anyway. Yeah. And, you know, she's just telling him, like, no, I, I can't. And... And I, I have to give him this because it's 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 very subtle, but like Patrick Dempsey, the way that like he gets kind of sniffly, it's like he gets a little choked up when he's having this conversation yeah. with her. And, you know, and he asks her, you know, well, what are you going to do after number seven? You know, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. I have that because, right yeah, is it because it's going to be a really big change for you to go through life without what a happens, checklist. What happens after? Yeah. Because she's never planned that out. Never planned out what happens she, after she finds yeah, number seven. Yeah, and she doesn't, she doesn't have a response. It's just that it just ends. And, you know, and that's, that. you know, that's when he tells her, well, that's going to be a really big change for you going through life without a checklist. And and that is, it's like you kind of start realizing that yeah, that's that's going to be huge for her. It's definitely thrown her for a loop she hadn't really yeah. thought about. And so they get back. Uh, she steals his shirt. Yeah, like literally Which, off his okay, back. Give me I, your shirt. I have issues with this. Like as someone, okay, because I I was a cheerleader in high school. I had a lot of times like where I had to like you know shimmy into an article of clothing like on a bus full of teenage boys. So I take issue with how she did this because. She, she's at, you know, he, he's wearing a button down shirt over a t-shirt. Yes. So she starts telling him, like, give me your shirt because, you know, she's got syrup all and over her. And Daniel's hers. literally waiting and for Dan- her. Yeah. Daniel is like walking up to the car. 
So, so she like pulls her arms through her shirt and is like holding, like holding her arms at her chest while he's taking off his shirt and she's telling him, don't look. And to which she goes, are, what are you? Like, what are you, 12? We, like, we just had sex like, last night. It's like, it's like, we just, yeah. He's it's made like, love. Yeah, it's yeah, like, he, it's like, he says, like, we just made love. I have seen everything there is to see. And she's like, just close your eyes. But, okay, I want, to, like, it's a button-up shirt. You could have very easily just either put it on over the shirt you're wearing or button it up and then take off, like, pull I'm up. I'm aware. I'm like, what the hell, man? You had, you had cheerleading oh stuff? Oh, my God. I did that in the in summer camp cabins where yeah. I didn't want to have to go to the bathroom to change. Yes. I learned it, that very quickly. It was just like, what? Like, what is wrong with you? My husband is still, is still like, <laughs> completely shocked I can take my bra off without taking off my shirt. It completely shocks him. It's it's a skill set that every woman learns. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so it, she like, goes out. I, I took umbrage with it. But yeah. Anyway, oh, yeah. I, I understand. And he's still got his eyes closed when Daniel comes outside the car. Can I open my eyes now? Yes! <laughs> Laugh it off. Well, because during this whole debacle of, like, with her, like, trying, like, you know, flailing and trying to, him. yeah. Like, she drops her shirt out of the car and Daniel picks it up. Yeah. But she, you know, she says, she she bids Peter farewell. You know, he's, I'll see you around the bagel shop, basically. Yeah. And, you know, just kind of mouths and I'm sorry to him. And, you know, and leaves her stuff with him since she's going to come pick it up later. Yeah. Um, and so, like, go they go into dinner. And so Daniel's been there with, with Ray and Maya and they're just gushing over him. And, like, they love him. Like, I can't believe, like, this is He's the guy. so perfect for you. He's so perfect for you. And once again, Maya tells her, if you blow this, I will kill you. Yeah, and, and they sit down to dinner, and, like, she tells a stupid joke that, like, she does a stupid gross joke that they did at the wedding. Yeah, it just, it's some something that Peter did at the reception, and so then... It's gross, but... It's, it's gross. It's basically a whole, you know, do you like seafood? Yeah, seafood, and, like, you open your mouth and show even yeah, chewing. Yeah, it's, 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 it's that, that. kind of, yeah. it's, kind, it's that kind of gross gag. But, yeah, they, um, so there's, like, this really funny, like, she tries to be really funny with it, and her friends look at her like she's a little crazy, but they're kind because, of laughing. Because it's, it's just not very her. It's not very her, no. Not the her that they know. Yeah, exactly. And Daniel's like, ha ha, no, kind of reaction. It's like, he's very But as they're walking to the table, Maya and, and Ray go on ahead, and he goes, I've got my test back. Oh, were you taking a class? <laughs> no, a for class us. And I'm like, man, this dude is so anxious to get her into bed. Oh, yeah. Like, I so, get that that's like the be all and end all, but guess what? It's not. It, yeah. And so they... Um, they end up going back to her apartment. She, she, they get there and he's, it's automatically like he's going full court press again. Like he's, he's right on her. Like he's trying to kiss her, mm-hmm. you know, and she's trying to stall with like, oh, how about some tea? And she puts on a kettle and he's just like, mm, no, and starts. She didn't even get the kettle turned on. Yeah. Before he's in there on and her. Like, oh yeah. And like and he, he carries her into the bedroom. bedroom. But they like mess up their first kiss. Like they, like yeah. th- their chemistry is not there in that way. It's, yeah. It feels like. It's like they. So she's like, drop me off at the bed. He carries her to the bedroom, but she's like, drop me off the bathroom. I have to go. So she goes in the bathroom, like brushes her teeth and flosses and scours her sink, and it's she's doing literally everything she can to stall having sex with him. And it's like you see him out, like he's taking off his shirt and he's sitting down on the bed, and then it comes back to him, and like he's kind of walking around the room, and he's just like anxiously waiting for her. And then when she finally, finally comes out of the bathroom. Um, he's passed out. He's Which is a, fine with her, but yeah. she's a little disappointed, but it's fine with her. Yeah, overall. it's like, it takes her forever to, like, to finally, like, it's work up the nerve, the nerve. to yeah. do this. Which yeah. is not the way that that should, you know, happen. Mm-mm. 
But yeah, so you have that, and then he falls asleep. He feels really bad. He apologizes right. the next morning. But she's like, "Skip work. Stay with me. Like, yeah. Let's be spontaneous. Let's she let's she go wants, kayaking. She, she wants to play hooky. Yeah. And and he's just telling. He's like, "No, like I have a responsibility. Like that, I have a commitment to. And you know, I'm like, I I can't like you know, I have a conference call at nine o'clock that I have to be in, and all this. And he's like, you know, go to work. Do what you do best. Yeah. And and, and she goes to work. Mm-hmm. In, like, slow motion. Like, it, it's going through a water at that point. Yeah. Like, going underwater. And, and people people are handing her files, and they hand her her messages, and she kind of takes it. And she's done. Like... Yeah. She hands the she hands back the her immediate boss... Yeah, to her ...paperwork, and yeah. just walks out. And she's supposed to meet him for dinner the next night for a cocktail party. Yeah. And so when she shows up there, she's like, well, I have Hold it. on, you're, you're skipping... Oh. You're skipping a whole thing... With, um, cause she goes back home and she goes back home and she's, you know, she's just quit her job. She goes to the, she goes to the bagel shop because like she needs, like she wants to see Peter. She goes there mm-hmm. and, um, there's an employee who, you know, she, like she asks to see him an employee just hands her her stuff because Peter just dropped it off. Peter's not there. Peter said he'll, be, Peter said you'd be back for this. Well, where is he? Well, he's the boss. Well, That's when you realize, like, holy crap, Peter owns the bagel shop. Yeah. He's not just the bagel boy. He yeah. owns the place. Yeah. But and she so, doesn't really care about that. No, that she doesn't. Does. But so, so he, you know, so she gives her stuff and she goes, she goes back to her apartment and kind of just drops her bag down to the bed. And that's when she sees peeking out of the suitcase. She sees the like photos. Yeah. She the see, sees the photos from the wedding. Um, and it, you know, pictures of them together and with Laura and Steve and them dancing together and she just gets emotional and, and she starts crying and she picks up the phone. She calls her dad. She, she and her dad go for a walk. She's having this breakdown and, you know, and that's when, you know, that's when she tells her dad, you know, like, like this whole, like this timeline with her, you know, that her mom made, you know, she said, it's like, she's held my hand my whole life and now she's letting go. And she just doesn't know what to do. And that's when her dad tells her, you know, sweetheart, like, you know, number seven is just a metaphor for finding the man of your dreams. And the wonderful thing is, is that it's your choice. It's her choice who she chooses. Yes. And, and I love that moment. And I love the, the metaphor moment. When it, yes. Because basically that's exactly what Peter said, too. Yes. It's just, but it also... It different impl- different words for the same, yeah. like, to explain the same and thing. And she also apologized to her dad for, for saying what she said. You know, you don't have to. You can do what you want to do. You shouldn't be... Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I was a bad example. You're right. I should have, I should have moved on. But you get the feeling that like, there's never going to be anyone that compares to her yeah, mom for him. And you, you mentioned, you know, you had made the comment of like, you know, when you found the love of your life, it's hard to, it's hard to move on to something yeah, else. You, you yeah. You don't, you don't just move on. And, and he had a little girl to raise. And yeah, I mean, it just doesn't, and he doesn't seem like he's the most outgoing of individuals anyway. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he he didn't find anyone else. There's nothing wrong with that. I've known people like that. Yeah, my grandmother was like that. My grandfather died right. in 1974, mm-hmm. and she did not remarry, and she died last year in 2017. Yeah, and she never remarried. She proposed to twice, right. but she never remarried because she told me once, "I married first time for love, second time has to be for money," and no one's been rich enough. But <laughs> she was kidding. But yeah, she she wore right. her wedding ring till her dying day. Yeah, like I have it, or actually, mm-hmm. no, I gave it to my dad. I put it in a memory a shadow box, mm-hmm. but. When my when my grandfather died, she had three teenage boys to raise, mm-hmm. but they were yeah. out of the house before too long, and she just never remarried. Yeah. It was never what she wanted. Mm-hmm. She was happy 
she was happy being with her family and watching her family grow and be, and yeah. she had lots of friends and that kind of stuff, but she just never remarried. And so I think it's interesting. Like, I'd almost want to see it more for, like, I wish the dad had said something to that effect, but yeah. you get that feeling. Yeah. At least I it's, did. Yeah. It, it comes across in the delivery. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a great, it's just a great, such a great moment for yeah. him to tell her it's okay. It's your choice. Your mom, your mom would have gone to number 27 if she hadn't yeah. been tired. Yeah. If she hadn't been so sick. Yeah. Like she would have kept going and you would have realized, you know, it wasn't. Right. But she was so tired that day that she, that's where she had to stop. Yeah. And and it's it's after this whole conversation with her dad that we have the... She the, goes to the cocktail the party. Co- the cocktail party. Um, and she tells him she hasn't officially given her term, her, her notice. Yeah. But she's quitting. She He goes, oh, are you going on your own? And she's like, no, no, I don't want to do law at all. And we yeah. both just like, oh, all no. All, all that money and a law degree. Yeah. Speaking of someone who was going to go into law and thankfully realized uh-huh. early enough that it was okay mm-hmm. and didn't do it. Oh, yeah. That would have been, oh, that would have been awful. <laughs> but yeah, so. Oh, yeah. They have, you know, he's, uh, he's schmoozing the everybody. Yeah, and, and it's at this point, like, he introduces her to his boss as, like, this is my girlfriend, Amy. And she kind of panics. She has this ding moment of he's number seven and I don't want him to be number seven. Yeah. Um, and again, it's just some of that, like, that physical comedy that she does. It's because when when he calls her his girlfriend, like, she had just, like, popped it, like, popped an appetizer in her mouth. And then, you know, he introduced her as his girlfriend and it's just, like, this freeze frame on her face of just, like, absolute terror. Like, just a way that only Kimberly Williams Paisley can do. Yeah. Like, it's, it was so well, funny. Well, they, they come, somebody's taking her drink order. It's like, can I get you another drink? Shot. Shot. Shot of anything. Don't care what. Just bring anything. Just bring me a shot. Yeah. Um, and, and, and the guy that they're talking to, you know, she... Um, you know, she looks at the guy and she, or the, the they say something about being seated next, to, next to each other at dinner. dinner. And she goes, oh, that's great. Well, we'll get to know each other then. Okay, thanks. And like drags Daniel away and he kind of scolds her and it's like, that's my boss. What are you doing? And she's like, you just call me your girlfriend. And, and then, you know, that's, that's when he tells her that, you know, he's looking for commitment. Like, and we're so alike. It's so perfect. Yeah. He's no, like, well, you're not Yeah, alike. we're perfect for one another. And surface you are she's like but i don't everything you like about me are all the things Things i want to change about me yes they're none of the things i want to continue being yeah and she basically that that's it she walks out like yeah she leaves yeah she she kind of leaves him with like i didn't get the exact quote down because i was trying to write very very quickly but um she's telling him that that she needs to be with someone who pushes her to be better yeah someone her to be someone that she can grow with she needs a partner yeah I love that line. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I have that down too. Um, but yeah, so and then we have this this kind of like little montage of her once again just like rediscovering. Sitting, yeah, yeah, and and we have we have this whole thing of her um she once again takes out the timeline box and she's she's wearing her corsage, she's wearing her uh her summer camp t-shirt and you know her button uh you know her Amy for president button. Yeah, and she's going and, through everything. And yeah, she's taking out the teddy bear and she's taking out the beret and reminiscing over everything. And and then we have her, you know, her, like she wakes up and you roll over and the clock says it's 2.11 in the afternoon. And it's just like, holy jeez, oh man. Yeah, she's been, she's been like. Uh, yeah. Collaging it up. <laughs> Yo, yeah. My God. 
Um, and then like she she still has she has the the pictures that yeah. Peter gave her. She has them on the bedside table, and she picks them up, and she's looking through them again. And she gets to the picture of Steve and Laura, and it's like oh ding ding ding. She remembers. Yeah, she gets up, runs to her planner, like checks the date, which her planner, which we didn't mention because it's important because she always has this thing with her. She's always checking things off. The morning. Uh, the morning with Daniel, when she wanted to play hooky, you know, she says, you know, like, let's, let's just do something spontaneous. And she takes her planner and throws it across the room. And from then on, this is the first moment since then that she's picked it up. She has, like, she's yeah. not been, like, checking things off a list. She hasn't been, like, you know, writing down, like, writing down things. You yeah, know, she's like, been like, figuring herself out. Yeah. And and so she goes and picks up the planner and looks and sees, you know, sees, yes, it's the date, it's it's this time. And so she very hurriedly, like, gets dressed and gets in the car and races to uh, to this hotel where they're having this high tea. She runs in, she finds Steve and Laura, and they're like, what, what are you doing what here? What are you doing here? And they're we like, know it wasn't real. Yeah, Peter told us everything. You know, we're just sorry that we put him in that position that he felt he had to do that. And... You know, and, and she's like, but it, but it kind of wasn't just pretend. Yeah, and she's like, yeah, you know, they're telling her we know it wasn't wasn't real, and she goes, but it, no, it kind of was, and 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 they're like, well, where where is Peter's not coming? Where's where is he? Well, he, he went, went back, back to, to the, the island. island, and she's gone. Like, yeah, just, boom, just immediately she like, doesn't she, wait, doesn't go. Does he have a cell phone? Can I call him? I know that I that cracked me. It was like they just say he's on the island, and she immediately like goes and jumps yeah, on a ferry. So and, like, I was laughing at the idea of, like, he's on an island, but, like, we've seen a hotel. We've seen this other... Like, what is on this island that you're, like, specifically going... I'm telling you, there's just the hotel. That's it. <laughs> there's a hotel and there's a ferry to other islands. That's all that's on this island. <sighs> but I was just like, what? What? Like, there, he, he could be multiple places on this island, but, like, she just immediately goes back to the restaurant. Well, it's where- about dinner time. Yeah, it was like because it's it's sunset because that's yeah. the thing you know. It's he, really orange when she's on that ferry. It really is. It's almost too orange for yeah. me on that L- ferry. A little Ugh. bit, um, but the you know so she she races to the island. You know it's 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 the rom com race that we usually have. And he's not in the room. And yeah, like she she's looking around for him, can't find him. Like goes goes to the restaurant, doesn't see him there, and you know waitress kind of comes up and she just decides she might as well like she orders you know tea and a chocolate tart, kind of sits down, and then from behind we hear I'll have what she's having. Oh, it's Peter. It's Peter, and he sits down across from her. He, he didn't sit down. She stands up and talks to him. Yeah, and they don't have to say much. Like there's a very little really conversation. Don't. He just like he knows she came here looking yeah. for him. Her choice is made. And she she tells him she quit her job because that you know she had told him like yeah. she that she hated it. And so it's a big deal for her that that she quit. I just wanted to tell you I quit my job. Yeah, and and he, you know, he kind of smiles and he says, "Well, we do have an opening for an assistant manager position at Brighton Beach Bagels." And he's like, "You know, somebody needs to be somebody, you know, punctual and you know, good with lists." And he just all these things. Lucky like, for you, I'm in charge of the hiring. Yeah, and he's like, and you know, just a law degree would just clinch the, the deal. deal. Yeah, and you know, and they kiss, and as as they kiss, like he reaches down and he takes her, both of her hands in his, and like they they interlock fingers, and then. You know, once the, once they break the kiss, she just says, they fit. And then cut to yeah. her in a wedding dress. Sit, sitting, pulling, on, sitting on her bed, yeah. Pulling out the timeline box again and writing Peter with a heart. And, yeah. putting it, and putting that in there, putting a wedding cake topper in there. Yeah. 
and closing and folding the timeline up and putting it in there and closing the box and locking, locking it, it putting away the key and then Peter comes in the room in his tux yeah and, and says what do you want to do with the rest of your life she just grins and just sh- and she, she kind of shakes her shakes head, her head in, and, in a yeah. I don't know and, and he then, tackles her out to the bed yeah and it goes off <laughs> and you know credits roll but yeah it's just like I loved that romance of yes because most movies end with you have a a succinct plan for this is what you're going to do now. Yeah. Like a lot of romances wind to start out being the girl who doesn't know what she wants to do and go into. Yes, exactly. So it's interesting and kind of fun to see it flipped the other right. way around in that. I mean, a lot of them are like, you know, unplug and, and not be as driven, but yeah. you still have an end goal. Like the fact that she hated her job makes this much more interesting. Like mm-hmm. if she loved being a lawyer, her mom's list would make sense. Yes. But she doesn't. She mm-hmm. doesn't. She did it because mama said to do it. Yeah. Like, it, it makes you wonder. And, but, like, her her time in Europe was a great idea. Well, I mean, that's good for... I think that would be mm-hmm. a good thing for anybody like her. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't a specific thing. It's just such a great thing. Like, I wrote down her dedication to following her mom's guidelines, not rigid schedule, mm-hmm. made her overplan everything, including her love yep. life. And so, it's like... Like Peter tells her, you didn't plan for spontaneity. You yeah. can't plan for that. It's like you're so busy planning your life that you miss out on living it. Basically. Yeah, it's so much fun. And and like I love that that romance aspect. It's such a good like yeah. push and pull. And the fact that she wants someone to push her, not match her completely. Yes. To me, like that is one of the most important things of the movie is like her realizing that that's what she wants. Is that she wants somebody who challenges her. Somebody who won't just let her... You know, do the easy thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, even, like, the other thing I wrote down is her, all of her friends and her father tell her to let go, Mm -hmm. to move on, to just let it go. Yeah. Peter's the first person that we see in the film go, what happens after? Yes. Like, don't, forget what, forget the list for a second. What happens when you finish Finish the list? Yeah. Like, what happens after that? Yeah. And that's the, like, the first person, and once again, it's the pushing thing. Like, he pushes her to go, no, no, no okay, I get that your mom was important to you and that makes a lot of sense and mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you should discount anything she said. Yeah. I'm saying what happens after you finished everything she mm-hmm. said to do. Because you still have a life to live There's after There's still that. more time. And, and he's like, you know, it, you know, the fact that she died when you were so young proves that mm-hmm. life is spontaneous and you can't plan for everything. Yeah. And so she has to come to that realization. Mm-hmm. He he plants that first seed, and then her dad helps with it, mm-hmm. and then she has to actually, like, yeah. come to it herself, but when she's looking at the timeline again mm-hmm. later on through the end of the movie. But the fact that Peter is the one to actually push that mm-hmm. is why Peter is the one that she has to wind Absolutely. up with. I just love it. And, of course, they stay together, because, of course. Well, yeah. It's like Maybe. <laughs> oh, I, I absolutely think they do. <laughs> because they, they've come to this point where they can be spontaneous, and they mm-hmm. can... They, they, they understand communication because yep. that's a big thing for this too. <laughs> I mean, I just said, I think it's such a great, a, like a great romance in that way. Yeah. Like it shows you such a great picture of you don't have to have everything rigid and, and you don't mm-hmm. always, even in your like late twenties, early thirties, you don't have to know everything. Yeah. You don't have to know where big. you want to go and what you want to do. You just have to know when something's right. Yeah. I think that's such a I, cool... I, like I said, I had forgotten, because I haven't, I know I haven't watched this movie in at least probably like seven, eight years. Yeah, same for me. It's yeah, It's least. been a while. Mine, mine's probably ten. I don't think I've seen it since I've been married. 
I had forgotten just how much I liked it. Yeah. And the fact that it held up a whole lot better than I thought it would. Oh, it held up really well, yeah. There yeah. wasn't... But partially I think it holds up because there's not a lot of allusions to technology. There's not a lot of allusions to, yeah. to the time. It's, it's, it's the fact that, you know, and this is something that you and I have talked about often, is that, you know, the thing about, you know, like, if you if you strip away you know all of like the technology if you strip away the pop culture it's like when when you strip away all of those things if you can if there's still a good story to tell and it's yeah. why it's why things like it's why things like fairy tales are so universal yeah. and the fact that they are so long lasting is because at their core they they have something that as i said is is universal and it's you know it's still a good story like whether you know, like whether like you know you're telling the story of Little Red Riding Hood and it is the basic straight up story, you know, from the Grimm brothers, or it's you know some you know or it's something like where you know like you throw in all the technology and modernize it and all this, yeah, you're still telling a decent story. Yeah, um, that's that's the thing, and, and like and yeah, once you peel back the the shallow surface of of the characters, there's more there. Like there's yes. so much more with Peter and her, Peter and Amy that just. I mean, it just, it works. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, Peter likes to kayak and Peter, Peter used to be on Wall Street, but he hated it. So yeah, if you hate your job, why do you do it? Yeah. You know, if you, th- it has a lot of those other layers yes, that exactly. I think a good story needs to have. It doesn't, uh, there are some movies that are pure romance and I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, even like to go back to something else we watched, The Proposal, mm-hmm. they love their job. They love books. Yes, they love absolutely. stories. Uh, Sweet Home Alabama. She loves being a fashion job, yeah. designer. I think Jake loves what he does because he goes out and does it all the time. The mm-hmm. the glass stuff. Yeah, the glass blowing. The glass blowing and stuff. Like it's clear that there is there needs to be a love and a passion for what you do. Mm-hmm. A lot of movies, especially in that era, didn't have that. No, I don't feel like like uh, uh, How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. Days. Andy and, hated her job. Yeah, which she quit at the end. Yes, but I didn't really get that that uh ben? McConaughey Ben loved his job it's just he wanted to get the next tier of it, it yeah we never it, really saw that yeah, he loved it's like the, his job yeah the thing yeah it's the way you saying that made me think is like it never feels like Ben actually enjoys his job it's more that Ben wants to level up yeah Ben wants his success he doesn't yes. he doesn't really care what job it's in honestly i that's the other thing i don't to go with that movie for a second yeah. sorry but <laughs> in that movie Ben is very like he wants to. He so desperately wants to get out of the beer and and the beer and sports beer and sports yeah. section. But why? Yeah, that's what he enjoys. Why? Why would he not want to work in the thing he enjoys? And so, in yeah. this movie, for her to go, yeah, I don't like law. Why am I doing this? Yeah. I like to go paint plates. It's, yeah, it's it's like what you, you and I some thing that you and I come back to all the time is character. Yeah, and and as we discuss, like what we realized about Ben and Andy and how to lose a guy in ten days is that. They are so shallow. Like, we get nothing about their yeah. characters. Like, it's all plot. There's no character to this movie. Or to, to that movie. And in this one, in Lucky 7, there's so much characters. Like, yes, we could we could know a little bit more about Patrick. Or not, not Patrick. Jesus Peter. Christ. We, we could, could know, know more about Peter. We could know a little bit more about everybody with the exception of Amy. But because this is Amy's He's, coming of yes. age story. As much as it's a rom-com, it is also it's a coming at, of it's age. It's 100% a coming like, of age story. The, the, there's actually a spe- special features. Yes, we watched that before the, the movie. The writer says that. She says yeah. that's that's what this is meant to be, is Amy's coming of age. age. But there's so many romantic elements to it that mm-hmm. you, I don't think you can separate it. Yeah. 
And and there are a lot of rom-coms that do the opposite, that have mm-hmm. a dude come of age and grow up and need to earn the girl. Like, yes. I think, I've never seen it, but I think Knocked Up has that, that, <sighs> I've never seen it uh, in my life, and I don't really intend to. But yeah. I think it has that same vibe, if I'm not mistaken. Kind of. Um, I mean, 27 like Dresses with... is a bit of a coming of age for, for Catherine Heigl's character in that. Yeah. I've only um, seen that maybe once. Well, I'll have to remedy that. I own it. The, yeah. The, that's on the list that we're going to watch. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going through movies in my head. My Big Fat Greek Wedding, coming of age. Yeah. Uh, for Tula, yeah. The proposal is not. I would say that's one of the few where they know who they are going into it. Yeah. It's more of a coming well, to understanding. And, and as, as we discuss, it's like the difference is that their proposal it's more of a com than a rom. It, it's true. It's more of a comedy than than a romance. And they change each other, but not in a coming of age way. No, uh, I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm trying to go through stuff we've watched too. Sweet Home Alabama is not a coming of age at all. No, it's that's not. a coming home and an yes. understanding who you are. That, that's that's a different beat. It's just an interesting like yeah. uh, Ruby Sparks is a coming of age. I would say yeah. It, it's that man someone... had to grow the fuck up. Yeah, that's a big piece <laughs> of it. But like movies like that, it's just interesting to me how many are about learning who you are to understand mm-hmm. who you love. Yes. And and that and that's the thing. Maybe that's why I hate romance love triangles in TV so much. <laughs> because Oh, the love triangles. And I mean we're gonna we'll probably have a whole Weird, conversation yeah. with this one day. But just to like point like just say it. I think love triangles in T V shows, my problem is these people do know who they are, so they should know who they love. Mm-hmm. Like my the most illustrious one that I hate is uh, lost. <laughs> Jack, oh, Kate, and Sawyer. Bring, bring it home. I love this. Jack, Kate, and Sawyer. I hate them. I, I hate that love triangle. I love Sawyer. Mm-hmm. He's the only character I give a crap about. But if those characters supposedly... The only character from the love triangle? Or the the only love, triangle, love triangle. I was like, it's like, shut your... Get, it's like, I'm you shut get, your yeah. mouth. <laughs> cut. Charlie and Claire for life. But, but my point is, those three characters have this big love triangle, but... Honestly, they don't because they don't know themselves. Once Kate admits to herself who she is, yeah, and we as the audience know who she is. Like I knew it was skate was never going to happen permanently. I knew that. <laughs> oh, I, I'd forgotten the ship name. I wanted it desperately. Oh, I, oh, I know you did because I wanted we, Sawyer to be happy because he we, deserved it. We sat next. We sat next to each other for how many seasons of that show? That, I know how hardcore you. The reason skate. I came back to Lost is that's how we met each other. Yes, like, that's how we became really good friends. <laughs> but yeah, that that whole like love triangle thing, I. I hate it so much because it's based in the characters not understanding themselves and then yes. and them not coming to an understanding in themselves. I'm going to throw another one out there. Twilight. That's that's got uh, to do with a girl who has no idea who she is. Well, okay, in her like I cannot believe these words are coming out of my <laughs> in mouth. Defense. In defense I just of Bella. Bella. Oh my god. In defense I, of Bella Swan. Go ahead. Oh, I'm like I'm having an allergic reaction to my own words. words. (laughs) That she's a teenager. Of course she doesn't know who she is. And in that way I'm okay with it. But like in in Lost especially, those three are like your most well-defined characters. Most well-developed characters at first. Oh my god, that's true. Jack and Kate have the most flashback episodes. They are the most well-defined characters of the show. And you have this whole thing where there's a love triangle. Even though Jack... Like, it's all Kate being torn between, am I this rebel or am I not? You're not, okay? We've seen the crime you committed. You're not. You left Nathan Fillion, you lose. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me how you really feel. (laughs) I don't like her character, and that's a whole thing we can go off on on another day. 
But that's the thing, like, this, there's this whole, like, fight between who she is and who she's supposed to be. be. And that's the triangle. It's not, it's not Peter and it's not uh, Daniel. Start to say Brad, that's his real name. Yeah. It's not those two. It's her figuring out what she wants to be and where she wants to go. And that's what makes it a good story. Yeah. Like, a lot of TV movies get shit on for for that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but that is the good story. The good and, story is the character yes. for us. That's what and we, we I was going to say. And to be fair, we have watched a lot of shitty made for TV movies. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah, so yeah. we have seen this kind of thing over and over. And sometimes it's really good. And yeah. really, and if you put in good actors, it would be a better movie. Mm-hmm. Not that all actors who do Hallmark movies are bad. Okay, I'm not saying that. But it's like, it's like, yeah, because Luke McFarland does Hallmark. Luke movies. McFarland's amazing. We've talked about. Yes. We'll talk about that someday too. But. Yeah, that's that's just my thing. Like that's what I wanted to talk yeah. about with this movie, oh, yeah, especially yeah. was that that triangle, <laughs> right. how it how it works in this and doesn't work in so many other things. Yeah, it's yeah. I typically don't like uh, love triangle movies, but there was just always been something about this one that, and you hit the nail on the head, like that there was just always something different about this one because like it's a love triangle movie, but like I. I don't hate it. And, like, mm-hmm. I could never, like, put my finger on it. But, like, you've you've done it. Yeah. Um, well, because we 27 Dresses, that's a love quadrangle. Oh, God. I, like, I have seen it we'll watch one it. time. We'll watch it sometime, I, yeah. I barely remember it's anything about it. Yeah. It's not great. But my, my point being, yeah, it's it's a, it's a different beast. Right. This one is. Um, so how would you rate this movie? Oh, I forgot to actually do that. Um, I would probably give it a solid three and a half to four. Um I'm I'm going for a solid four. I would say between three and a half I, and four. Yeah, it's like there was just so much about it, and it's it's proposal level. So yeah, I'll say four. Yeah, yeah. proposal's probably four and a half for me. <laughs> yeah, and this is a four. Yeah, um, this just because like there there is so much about it that that is just for lack of a better word, and it is like somebody needs to create like a you know couch buddies drinking game because how often we use this word, but it's so charming. It is, yeah, and and you know a lot of that does come down to Patrick Dempsey um, and Kimberly and, think, and Kimberly Williams. I think that's, that's one of the few people, and somebody we're gonna watch Enchanted, and we'll talk about it then too. Yes, um, I enjoy Enchanted. I think it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. I don't always love Amy Adams in that movie. Mm-hmm. I, I her charm eventually matches his, but does not start out matching his in that yes. movie for me. Kimberly Williams is the most charming person in this movie, which is saying something because Patrick Dempsey's in this movie. <laughs> yes, but and I like once again that's a very biased opinion because I mm-hmm. adore her. Oh yeah, yeah. Also, we... if you if you just want to see her be funny, look at the Me Neither video by her husband. <laughs> yeah, that's how they met. It's great, right. but it's it's a humorous like she is so good at comedy. Yeah, but so good at turning on the drama when she needs to. Yes, like it's just this perfect marriage of charm, and with Patrick Dempsey being the other male lead. Yeah. It just, it's this perfect, like, like yeah. marriage. That's the best way I can describe yeah, it. Yeah, and it's, and the other thing, like, it, for me, it would all come down to, like, if, if the roles switched, and if, like, if Brad Rowe played, uh, played Peter, and, you know, Dempsey played, uh, Daniel, I would, I would so, I, I would be rooting so hard for her to be with Daniel, because, <laughs> because, that's fair. because of the chemistry that they have, it is so good. That's fair. I, I mean, like, the, like I said, my husband was from Alabama, doesn't root for, yeah. for the, the husband he roots it's for. Like, I, I don't necessarily root for Andrew, just because, like, I'm not a fan of Andrew's character, but in this movie, because both, yeah. both of the characters are likable, like, yeah. there's nothing... You know, Daniel comes on a little too strong at points, but 
Um, but he's not meant but, to be offensive. Yeah, it's like, but you know that, you know her not, you know her not wanting to be with him. That's not necessarily his fault. It's like you know, like she has a change of yeah, heart. Yeah, she tells him you're a good guy. Yeah, it's just not gonna it's work. Just, yeah, it's just not gonna work. Um, and so yeah, like it just there's so much of it that comes down to the amazing chemistry that that Kimberly Williams Paisley yeah. and Patrick Dempsey and that's, have. That's gonna and be something we talk about probably in almost every movie is whether the chemistry, chemistry. works or not. Yes. Because if the chemistry doesn't work, the love story falls flat. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, that's just our opinion. Yeah, that's so. So, any anything else from that's you? That's all Dolly? I've got. All right, so I think I think that'll get it for us today. So, thank you for listening to Couch Buddies, and we will catch you later. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode of Couch Buddies, why not leave us a rating and review over on iTunes? And while you're at it, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your podcast app so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us by searching on social media. We're Couch Buddies Pod on Facebook and Twitter, on Tumblr at couchbuddies.tumblr.com, and you can email us at couchbuddiespod at gmail.com.